The following content is produced by two people that have no idea what their natal chart is. Start the show. That ain't the one. <laughs> I do this every time. New theme song. <laughs> no, I. So, I don't know what my natal chart is, but I remember having to look it up once for someone. I. It's, I used to talk to this chick. I don't know if I talked about this on air before. Did she have furniture? She did have furniture. Okay, so not the same one. No. <laughs> Yikes. You know that one, too. So, <laughs> um, no, so we were on a date, and we had been drinking, and there was clearly chemistry here, and we were in, we were in the corner of a dark, smoky bar making out, and... It was, that was supposed to be a W that night. She told me she would not sleep with me until she saw my natal chart. And I said... Is that a colloquialism for... I thought she was talking about like... penis? <laughs> I could have understood that. <laughs> I thought she was talking about I had to go home and get something off of my birth certificate or something. I thought she needed like... I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. And... So when she went to the bathroom, I Googled it. And I didn't understand what the fuck I was looking at. So I I texted a friend who is actually into astrology. She said, Oh, it it's like it's advanced astrology. It's like advanced from like you reading your horoscope, basically. It it tells you it tells you more exactly like you have to take like the day is it the time you were born? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it tells you all that shit about oh your 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 moon is in Pluto and your <laughs> and your your sun is in Venus and I didn't know what any of that shit meant so I was trying to do it on my phone I was trying to look for like an app or like I could Google something that would tell me very quickly I don't remember what fucking time I was born I don't I, it was early it was early in the morning. Some guy, some some guy that was neighbors with my mom, <clears throat> rushed her there in a Camaro, and it, no, it wasn't that organized. Well, it changes twelve hours at a time. It changes. It cha- like it, it changes to the different thing after twelve hours. So they'll say if you don't remember the time that you were born, you can check to see if it changes at all during that day, and if not, it's pretty safe to bet that that's what it is. And. I did not sleep with that girl. Oh, sadly. <clears throat> I just did a quick natal chart from the first Google search that I um, found for it. Um, apparently, both my sun and moon signs are Gemini. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Ha. Ha. 
So you Gemini <laughs> down. I'm Gemini down. I guess we can hit that with the air horns. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy Oz. My name is Damien and I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Clap for him, white people. I'm a super Gemini. A super <laughs> Gemini squared. My son was in the seventh house. <laughs> is that real? Is that is that what it says? Yeah. Oh shit. There's, there's, That's that sounds very evolved. It talks about opposition between the sun and ascendant. Um, the what? So it's more so the point is it's more than just like pointing at the sky and being like, oh yeah, man. It's a lot. It is a science. You need to get up Mercury is in cancer at the time. Fam, I see now I don't believe that the chicks I fuck with know what the fuck they're talking about because all of that sounds very in, very involved and complex and some of the chicks I talk to not all some of the chicks I have talked to in my lifetime that are into this shit do not know their ass from a hole in the ground <laughs> pay your bills on time y'all <laughs> you know I've I, honestly I've learned I, I tell you every week I've learned a lot just like in the last three to five years alone. You know, okay. I, I've heard of a natal chart before, never paid attention to it. All the time, I simply thought that I was a Gemini. And it was, it was that was just, you know, okay. And I was told by a coworker a couple of years ago, just what you said, um, you know, it's not just you being a particular sign. It's also about the time of day where you were born because the longitude and latitude also matter. Um, because, <laughs> sir... Hear me out, because each planet, because it's, it's a total reading of each planet and the house that that planet was in at the time of your birth. Fam, we know people that were educated in public school <laughs> that did not know what longitude and latitude meant in the fourth grade. And you mean to tell me that they can figure this shit out mm -hmm. as adults? Because you can you can phrase it in different ways. Like Mars, you think Mars hot, angry, so Mars rules your emotions. That's how. Like there's different oh. reasoning, like things like that. You just gotta reword it. For niggas. That's fair. That's fair. And, and you know what? I forgot. With niggas, it is about packaging. You are correct. Mm -hmm. um, if in case you have not heard, um, we have a guest. Um, Hi guys. Long time, long time listener. Uh, I can call her a friend of the show. Um, the the lovely, talented, amazing Miss Kanji. Uh, we can go ahead and uh, give her some clap, white people. Kanji, thank you so much for having me. It's it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Um, how how are you? What is your mental health? One to ten, let's say. I would probably say like seven or eight. Okay, you know. Okay. Got All to right be on. around a bunch of black nerds. There we go. Weekend, so you know, keeping that wave going. So I feel pretty good. It's always nice to see us doing things. I love it. I love it. We can hit that with the air horns, actually. <laughs> Randall, how are you? What is your mental health? One to ten. I'm, I'm still I'm still back on about an eight. Okay. About an eight ish. Okay. So you know. nothing life threatening. Nothing world shaking. No, nah, I'm just um, you know. Plotting revenge on my enemies, regular shit. Like that. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't say it like that. It, there's a no. Fuck the people. Well, 
there's a there's a situation at work where oh shit my boss is is getting into it with one of my coworkers. Oh shit! And, and like this is one of the coworkers that I you know I I came up I came up through the game with. And so now you're and the intermediary. I am actually not. I am not directly involved, but it's really about it's really about loyalty at this point, um, because my coworker got another job. So so shout out for getting another job. Um, well, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so, uh, <laughs> but she put in a two weeks notice and okay. the boss for what, for unknown reasons does not fuck with her and was like, um, actually no. So today is going to, so today is going to be her last day while she wasn't at work. And she, cause she, uh, my coworker was at a, an appointment or something like that and told my coworker's direct manager, like, oh no, today's gonna be her last day. So no. um if she tries to come into the building, like have all of her shit in a box and deactivate her account and everything. And and it was just kind of like, why? What? <laughs> it, it was just it, it, it's there's a longer story to it than that. But for some reason, like she just started coming <laughs> after her. My boss started coming after her, and, and it's just been some bullshit. See, that's why I never believed in that whole two-week notice thing. Texas yeah. has always been an at-will employment. Right. So, like, I never really understood that. I, and, you and might get a letter. Now, she's, she's still getting paid. So, you know, the two weeks is, you know, if you want to come back, you still stay in good standing. And she still gets paid for the two weeks. So that part of it is cool, but it's just like, where's all this 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 venom coming from? And, and like. Are you going to do her work? Or are you going to make some somebody else shit. do her work? <laughs> right, like it's, it's that kind of shit, and and it and it's it's been very awkward. That's some petty shit, boy. And yeah, it, it's it's super petty, and and you know I'm not going to go into much more detail than that. That's but, wild. But my boss is kind of wild, and so that's why uh, that's part of why I'm kind of dragging my feet getting back into the workforce. Because well, one, because after we go on this little lake trip. I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be uh, social again for quite some time, because uh, there's uh, it, a lot of shades of 2020 happening again, oh, and you niggas don't know how to sit down, and uh, like just y'all, y'all just blow up all the bridges mm-hmm. and cut New York off. <laughs> just blow up all the bridges like they did in Dark Knight Rises. And just cut New York off until they learn how to sit down or whoever's left is still alive, whatever. Man, you know who's doing it right? Who is? San Diego. What's San Diego do? That's a humble brag. So, you know, I just came back from San Diego last week from Comic-Con. Okay. And they had, not only did they have a mask mandate in place for all attendees. Sure. um, But you also had to either show proof of vaccination or a recent test or whatnot. And I think they cut the number of tickets probably in half. Ah. So it was, it was the first time that I had gone and not come back with like some kind of con crud like you normally get. Yeah. For being around sweaty white people all day. <laughs> like it was, and it was, it was beautiful. And okay. whereas you have anime NYC hosting 50,000, 60,000 people. Oh shit. Just free ball. It just, Oh <gasps> man. And then the mayor, oh, state of emergency. Shut up. He, so, <laughs> Eric Adams, I, I got to get, one of these days we're going to get somebody who, 
I should have asked Jess because Jess is Jess lives in New York. She does. I always want to ask people that live there and 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 interact with their you know their public servants regularly as far as you know TV and all that. Mm-hmm. Is Eric Adams a supervillain? And then and I I've done this, and they usually fire back with like is he insane? They usually fire back with Greg Abbott, Ted Cruz. Oh and shit! I'm like oh well. I mean, we okay. know, well, we know our leaders ain't shit. I just, I always marvel at, because he. Is Eric Democratic? On paper. On paper. they But they saw, they all saw the crazy coming with him. They all saw the crazy coming with I him. I knew that the crazy was coming when Pete Rock agreed with him. <laughs> when Pete, anytime Pete Rock agrees with you, you're probably insane. When this man slept on, slept on an air mattress in his quote unquote living room. <laughs> To prove his residency, like, and for all that shit he has to say about rap violence, it turns out now his son is a drill rapper. Oh, that means he's probably not good. <laughs> I think probably trash. Um, oh boy, it is a uh, what is it? Oh God, it's episode one ninety. Finally made it. We here. We we're. we're well, we're not in the end game now, but we're, <laughs> we're you know what I'm saying? Uh, the countdown has begun to 200. Uh, so I should probably put something together for us to fucking do for 200. Hmm. Uh, do. If you niggas, if you niggas can sit down. Um, so uh, I did want to start off giving flowers related to all this. I want to give flowers to basically anybody in the working class in the service industry that has to handle money. It's about to be a long summer, fall, winter for you niggas. Because I'm pretty sure that chick in Atlanta that caught that shit, I'm trying not to name it. I'm trying not to say it on air uh, just so I'm not instilling complete fear. Um, But that did you see the pictures of that chick in Atlanta that got it? Got what? The yeah. pox. We can't say monkey pox? I'm just, I, I just, I hate, I hate that name. It just, something about it just it sounds fear mongery. So she works at a gas station or worked at a gas station and they handle money all the time from different people and she caught that shit and it's like, damn. So glad I got the fuck out oh. of that job. So glad I got the fuck out of that job. I may never handle cash ever again. Oh. I never. This is Apple Pay for life. Look at this. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you. Everything is just going to be one tap away for the rest of our lives, bro. This looks like the, the third act of Akira. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I'm telling you. So, it, like, shout out Flowers Air Horns to anybody that has to handle money. Sad part is my knuckles have looked like this sometimes. <laughs> Let me stop. I would say we that sucks. I would say we come from that. We come from that era where we just we we have we have scars on our knuckles and knees for no reason. <laughs> um, it's called having fathers that force us to do chores. <laughs> <laughs> We're just uh, that around te- like a rug rat. Yeah, that and teaching yourself how to ride a bike. Of that too. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was some trial and error shit. Because I definitely lived in an apartment complex with little to no grass. 
So me and my best friend at the time, shout out to Gerard, who um, who is insanely uh, wealthy and successful now. Uh, shout out to him and Exotic Pop. Fam, we taught each other to ride bikes by just get on your bike and we will, and the guy, me and the guys will push the bike and we'll push you and you just have to start pedaling. But here's, <laughs> but here was the draw. We pushed you towards a dumpster. So you had to figure it out. Some incentive. Or crash. Oh my goodness. This was not a smart plan. Boys Bear in mind, we were like seven or eight. Yeah, boys are destructive. Correct. This was not a smart idea. I did learn how to ride, though. I, I, I did. Um, so, yeah, anybody who has to handle money, anybody who has to interact face-to-face with humans, God bless you. Stay in the fight. Uh, stay safe. Um, wear the mask. Just don't get, a, don't get everybody fucked up, man. I'm just... I just I, I, I really feel bad for anybody in the workforce right now. So air horns to y'all. Uh, stay strong. Stay clean. Please stay clean. Wash your hands. Stay clean. I've, I've, I've already, I mean, for the last year, really, but I've, I've really seen people go back to not washing their hands. Being nasty. Coming out the restroom, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or the people that, I'm sorry. And I get on this all the time, and people try to correct me. I don't give a damn. Hand sanitizer. Yes. Though good. It's not a substitute for washing your hands with antibacterial soap and water. It's not. You wash your hands, then you administer the hand sanitizer. You nasty fucks. And not to belabor the point, but we talk about washing your hands. We don't talk about like just rinsing your hands. Because there's still still some people at work that I've had to look at directly in the eye when they just run that water for like two seconds, and they just kind of just like... just kind of flick their fingers, and I'm, I'm just looking at them like, yeah, the soap dispenser is right there next to it. Man. I just want to point out that the last good president we had uh, did not catch COVID. Well, has not caught COVID to date. <laughs> and was very intent on telling us, um, so um, everyone wash your hands mm-hmm. with soap. I remember that shit. And everybody made fun of him because it was like, why do you have to tell grown people that? Fast forward to the next two presidents. <laughs> Biden still has that shit. Everybody's like, Is, that's a long time even by like March 2020 COVID standards. Yeah. Like it has been longer than eight days. And yeah, so it. I'm just saying, watch yourself. All watch yourself. You see Kamala Harris out making appearances. Like, we ain't seen you in the past six <laughs> yeah, months. She's, out here, she's probably out here doing AKA lines and everything. <laughs> Everybody says when she wears just regular shit that she looks like an undercover cop. <laughs> well, I, does. She, technically. She fine as undercover cop. Anyway, um, humans ain't shit. Going into humans ain't shit. Fam. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try to keep this as brief as possible. Leave Delonte West the fuck alone, <laughs> for the love of God. Leave Delonte West alone. So it was one thing when originally people found uh, people had camera footage. They found him homeless, wilding on the street. I get it. 
in the digital era, you can't you can't count on people to completely to completely not be ain't shit. But now, y'all just go up to this man's job and it's just filming him and talking to him. And they acted like they didn't know he was a famous he was a famous basketball player at one point. Then why do you have a camera on him? This man was just working his job, bro. Like it's to a point where it is creepy and invasive. And y'all know damn well this man doesn't want anything to do with that life anymore. Yeah. And that he, in addition to having mental health issues, this man has got to make a living because um, we all know LeBron James divide, um, um, took away his original livelihood, which was basketball. Um, I'm kidding. No, not, I, we, I don't say, I, man, that's, I don't, that's a little harsh. <laughs> LeBron did not take that. We all know it was Maverick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop this narrative yeah. that LeBron runs the NBA, even though he does. He does. <laughs> um, but you know, we I think people should, at the very least, congratulate Delonte on. You know, I mean, we know that for the last year or so, um, he has been in rehab. But I think Mark, yeah, Cuban, Mark Cuban was helping him work through that. Correct. Um, same kind of treatment that, that people gave uh, Jeffrey, what's his name? Elton from the Cosby Show. I hate, I'm sorry I call him by his, uh, his work name. We're from that era. Yeah. It, yeah. When he, you know, he's working at Trader Joe's. Like, don't forget, like, people have real lives. And, and basketball and entertainment or whatever it is may not last forever. It, this is true. This and, is why I always say congratulations to, to, to Megan for always – trying to keep an education and have some kind of thing to fall back on when she's tired of this shit. Yeah. And it, and it sucks when people are more, people are almost more accepting to see Lamar Odom strung out on drugs than they are to see someone who was once a basketball player working at a gas station. Like, right. Yeah. I, I've I, never understood. I've never been that person who's like, Ooh, celebrity, let's go take a picture. Like, and I work in Sugarland, So you got to see them. Frequently, and I've never been that person to just run up to them. Mm-hmm. So even now, it's like half the time I don't even know who these people are. Why are you running up with your camera in their face? I, I, don't, I, say. Don't, I don't get that. Especially when they're working. When, like, they're working. when they're working. You ain't got nothing better to do. Come on, bro. Are you getting paid to take a picture of me right now? No. You're doing and it for free. And that, <laughs> and that has to be annoying as fuck to their boss. I mean, granted, Delonte West works at a gas station and... Uh, from what I have seen, management has kind of minimal involvement in your shift. Mm-hmm. But even so, that's got to be fucking annoying, man. Uh, bro, I am just, I like, thank you for all that, but I still have to ask you, 1081, do you need a bag? Yeah. It was weird for me just when I was doing poetry. Um, I would have people walk into the bookstore and be like, oh, I, oh, I was at your show last night. Thank you. Do you do you need a bag? Did you tip me? Do you have your? Uh, I was like, do you, uh, do you have your rewards card? Um, and so for me, that was trying to get on. That was annoying. I can only imagine somebody that's trying to get away from that life, and because that can't be that can't be good for his mental health. Because that's traumatic. I just for all the shit we talk about mental health. Y'all are nasty when it comes to these people. 
Leave that man the fuck alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just, I, especially if you know that he's already had a hard time. Right. Like, leave him alone. Like, and, and that he's actively dealing with his mental health issues. What do you get out of not only taking a photo with him, but making a spectacle of him? That's how miserable they are. It's yep. like the highlight of my day is taking a picture with this person that used yeah. to be famous. Yep. It just makes you look <laughs> nasty. I no, I, I I ain't with that. Y'all 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 na- y'all some nasty son bitches. Um so yeah. Uh song of the week. Uh actually I'll 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 get you, I'll hit you with this one. This was sent to me by uh longtime also longtime listener of the pod, uh Ryan Gabriel. Uh love him to death. Um, this is Hit Em Where It Hurts from Paul Paul Rod. Um, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a great podcast. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Clap, white people.
that was Paul Paul Rod with Hit Him Where It Hurts. You know, these names, that is his, that is his, that is his, his alias. Paul Paul Rod, these names, I know I'm getting old. We talked about this off air. I know I'm getting old because these names are getting confusing. What is a ski mask, the slump god? Mm-hmm. That is someone's name. Exactly what you think it is. Like that's on the credits. That's on the writing credits. That's on the, what is happening? And, yeah, if, and if you heard his music, you would be like, oh, that's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, that's a ski master slump god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I always try to go easy on the youngsters because, again, we came up in the era of, well, more you than me, but we came up in the era of Coke Lorox ski. Mm-hmm. So. You know what that was about. Yeah, right. <laughs> Niggas had niggas had to have I, that was an odd time when like the Curtis Blow type niggas started trying to have drug names, and really even Curtis Blow. Anyway, um, y'all know where y'all can find that on the Opinions While Black featured music playlist available on Apple and Spotify. Um, ideally updated every week. Um, oh, we have a we have an RIP. We have an RIP that happened on the when I was on the way here. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, NBA legend Bill Russell. Yep, yep, yep. Damn, man, eighty-eight years old. It was not a function, an NBA-related function, if Bill Russell wasn't somewhere sitting in the front. Yeah, and sometimes still didn't get his due respect. In in the last in the last. Several years, at least, uh, they've they've been making a concerted effort to make sure that he got his flowers. Um, especially, didn't they it, confuse him with someone at one point? I don't know. I, I, I gotta know. look that up again. I remember one ceremony. It was probably before these yeah. few years when they've been trying to give him his flowers. Um, they confused they 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 confused his name with someone else. Yeah, I mean, unless they just spoke out of turn. But I'm like, he's he's been a central figure. An important figure, especially to um, to black, not just black basketball players, but black athletes. Right. Um, you know, this man won eleven championships with the white ass Celtics <laughs> in in the sixties, <laughs> and regarded by many to be the greatest individual defender of. I, I hate using high, uh, hyperbole, but of all time. I can well, we can assume that he came up at a time when he was probably hearing several N-words in the locker room. Oh, he was he was being, oh, yeah. And that was from his teammates. They were, I was going to say, they were letting that old fly. I'm pretty sure John Havlicek called him nigger every chance he got. Oh, every other second. Guaranteed. You wanted the good ones, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> your credit to your people, son. <laughs> that bullshit. Um, well, I'm from Texas, so, you know, I heard that uh a week ago. I was going to say today. <laughs> I heard that in the Uber. <laughs> um, so, yeah, rest, rest in power, uh, Bill Russell. Uh, definitely going to definitely gonna miss you. One of the greats. Um, I was going to go to... Okay, so here he is. Florida, speaking of RIP, now this is a little different from Bill Russell. I just found it where you sent it to me. Florida rapper Roly Bands, see, again, <laughs> was shot and killed outside his apartment 
after posting a message to his ops, <laughs> if a nigga wants smoke, pull up. I'm at my crib in five minutes. Jesus Christ. Step one, fuck around. <laughs> Step two, find out. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. That's what? population control right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's natural fucking selection. Said, Darwin was right. <laughs> my thing is, he put the message out there. He had five minutes to get ready. Like, <laughs> I really want to know what happened. Were they, where, were they there waiting for him? <laughs> Did they let him get out the car and carry his groceries up before they... <laughs> My thing is, if you if you say something like that... Then... I'm five minutes out. Cool. I'm around the corner. I'll be there at three. You know how you tell somebody something and then you forget because you're talking on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> so he probably was on the phone. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh man! So they let him. They let him, and they let him do the obligatory sit in your car for five minutes, doing nothing before you get out. Well, he was young, so he don't do that yet. Yeah, that's no. some after thirty shit. No, he definitely hopped out immediately. <laughs> and like you said, they got there in three minutes. Oh, that that's fucked up. I don't mean to be laughing that hard at that man, but that was that that was not good decision making. But related, I have a personal question for both of y'all. Okay. Do you know who your ops are? I don't have ops. Okay. Do I know? I who don't my live ops? that lifestyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, are you are, fucking kidding me? Are you me? one of those people that takes pride in having ops? Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I know what they all look like. Um, half of them come from the poetry days. Um. I know what all of them look like. For real. I mean, half of them show up to my page to call me a simp every week. Mm. They do. By the way, it's time to go ahead and find a new insult. It is. It, mm. it, I, I really want to. I really want to implore the Samuelites, um, and the fatherless, and the manosphere niggas to come up with a new insult. It's time. It's time. At least with white people, they have variations of nigga. Urban. Urban. Inner city. Even if you want to go outright coon. Oh, okay. On the on the on the on the East Coast, Mulian. The, 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 the usually of the Italian sort. Oh. Fucking Mulian. That, that that's that that's more or less nigga. That's for black oh okay. Yeah, um, they they have variations. You know what I'm saying? Um, when we talk to white people, we have variations. We have variations that have evolved over the years. Um, cracker, O'Fay, palm colored people. Um, <laughs> uh, the one in threes. I hear I hear that one on Twitter a lot because they don't because they don't have rhythm and they 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 slap their they clap on the one and the three. Now they're calling them eight by elevens. Oh shit! Damn, eight <laughs> four looking ass. You know, if you want to go old school, Peckerwood. <laughs> What's a Peckerwood? Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> I've lived, I've heard this all my life. I've lived in Texas all my. I have no idea. Like most insults directed towards white people, make you almost feel sorry for them. Like the, the shit just sounds corny. It, it, right, right. But at least there's some variation there. 
the Samuelites, um, the 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 fatherless, um, the stepchildren of Kevin Samuels, they have nothing else to go to but simp. Or she ain't gonna fuck you, bro. A woman could sneeze. A black woman could sneeze. You can say bless you. And a nigga will jump out of the bushes. Simp ass nigga. <laughs> Simp ass nigga. Give a, get, that, get that bitch some Excedrin and let it go about your fucking way, bro. She not going to fuck you, dog. Make that bitch accountable. <laughs> they all do. Oh, accountability. They love that word. They themselves are accountable for nothing. They aren't accountable for shit. I mean, we talked about this in the Patreon, but niggas ain't accountable for a goddamn thing. Because they haven't said anything about the way that he passed away. Mm. They have not. That nigga, that nigga passed away from hypertension. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he was telling fat girls that they that they would never have any happiness and no woman would fuck them. Last I checked, Lizzo got a nigga in her bed. Uh, old girl, old girl from uh, American Horror Story and Precious. She mm-hmm. just married. She just married a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's it's out there for him. Sounds like it sounds like you should have uh, quit them Red Bulls and mind your fucking business. What <laughs> what did he in bed with a thick girl? Mm-hmm. A nurse. He talked cash shit about nurses too. Show sure did. Girl looked like she ought to have OnlyFans. What's up? Oh, I'm I'm all in I'm all in somebody else's business. Hmm? Oh, I was right there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, girl looked like she ought to been on OnlyFans. Looked like I'd have paid for OnlyFans. Actually, she was she was bad. Um, well, she can uh, she could definitely cash in on it now. Uh, no, cause it, cause these niggas, you know how these niggas are. These niggas are gonna swear that she the girl that killed Kevin Samuels. But they'll be paying her for it. And, and some of these black women, she'll be a national treasure. Um, I'm just saying, y'all got to come up with something better than simp. Every every black man that likes black that likes black women is not a simp. Every black man that likes their wife is not a simp. I always wonder if they keep the same energy at home with they with their women. You're assuming that they have. This is home. true. You are correct. I mean, you gotta. You are correct. You, know, you really gotta think right. about that. You're right. You're right. I just, I just want to implore them to find just some variations on the terminology. No. Um, simp getting old. Uh, what else is on the docket? Um, we got to talk about Wakanda Forever. Okay. The trailer is a thing. Mm-hmm. The trailer is out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not a dry eye on the internet. Man. Um. I had people in my inbox talking about, man, Oz, I'm not ready. You're not. I'm not ready. You might not be. Nobody is. I heard, no woman, no cry. I started crying. Like, why would you put that? (sighs) Tim's got the singing Bob Marley. Can I can I tell you how the setup was in the in the uh, Comic Con? Yeah. Oh, please, yes. It was actually the the setup was was dope, man. Um so, you know, they, they had done everything else for the for the Marvel panel, and, and it already run over by a few minutes. They cut into Kevin Smith's time. Sorry, Kevin Smith. Oh. And, <laughs> what, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, he's a fanboy right with him. He right. didn't give a fuck. He was probably right there watching. 
And right when everyone kind of, because you know how when you think it's over and people are like, right. oh, that's all y'all going to leave it at? Right. And Kevin Feige came back out. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way. So we talked about then. We talked about now. Now we have to talk about forever. Oh, and the shit. lights went out. He just said, I want to And like 10 feet to my left, uh, African dude and another dude with a singing drum just went off. Like they, I don't know oh, if y'all saw the real rollout. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw that. They, they have the performance posted somewhere online where they actually did like a live performance. Oh shit. And when I tell you in, in that, that is the only time I've ever seen the entire crowd at like hall H like get up on their feet. And like that, that performance wow. was riveting. Like they went through the whole audience and then went to the stage to finish off the performance on stage. And it was just like, Oh shit. Y'all really got these white people in here, like getting into it with some like genuine African music. And it was like some real shit. And of course, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Feige brought Ryan Coogler out, you know, with his full Marshawn Lynch, Oakland accent. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And he was already, you know, he was already a little verklempt. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he was very emotional. Yeah. And he was like, um, He's like, yeah, man. Um, you know, he, he there was not much that he could really say other than, you right. know, there's something that, you know, obviously there's there was a big void in this whole thing. But, you know, everyone really came together as a family um, even more. Yeah. So this time because of, uh, you know, we, we wanted to honor, honor Chad. He brought out the cast one by one, mm -hmm. which was uh, which was pretty dope. Um you know, when, when he brought out Winston Duke, I was oh, in the back. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, high-five. Yeah. High-five. I was like, oh, shit. It's like it's in character, too. And um, didn't speak much about it um, other than uh, he was like, we just want to show you all the trailer. And, and nobody, nobody on the stage except for, I think, Ryan had seen the trailer. Right. Uh, at the time. So they ran the trailer back. Yeah. And you hear that no woman, no cry. And immediately I'm just like, oh, damn. Oh, man. Oh, damn. And when, when Angela Bassett hits that line, it says, uh, I have lost my entire family. No, I am, I am the leader of the most powerful nation in the world. And my entire family is gone. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have nothing left to give. I was like, God. Yeah, man. Not bubbles. Yeah. Took everybody out. It was tough, man. It was tough. And and when the lights came back on, everybody on stage was inconsolable, man. And they just, like, they all just had to do, <laughs> like, a group hug. Oh, man. I'm about to cry right now. Yeah. Right? And uh, Ryan Coogler said, uh, he did say one thing before he started breaking down. Uh, he said, uh, he said the last time they were in Hall H and they did the, the trailer for the first Black Panther, Chadwick right. was standing right next to him. He said, you know, if you know Chadwick, he's got these big hands, these big strong hands. And, like, you know, he was watching that trailer for the first time and he, yeah. and he grabbed my shoulder the entire time. And every time, like, we hit a beat in the trailer, like, he would just grab my shoulder tighter to the point where it was like shit was hurting. Yeah. And he's like, after it was over and we left, like, for the rest of the day, I could yeah. still feel his handprint, like, Damn. on my shoulder. And he said, like, right now, just watching the trailer, like, I felt his hand on my shoulder oh, again. Man. And then he just he just started 
He just started that, breaking down. That took me out. Yeah, it was it was tough, man. And and I and I, I did want to point this out. Um, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you pointed out that anecdote because there's a lot of this drama around. There's, you know, they've re, they've kind of reignited this shit about reca- recasting T'Challa and how uh, you know some people feel like it was a not recasting was a bad move. This, that, and the third. I think. <clears throat> I think one of the things that everybody forgets is that Ryan Coogler considered this man a close friend. And the reason that they didn't recast was largely because he didn't have the heart. Because he lost a dear friend mm-hmm. in, in the business and in his life. And I feel like people stepped on that and stepped over that a lot with all these kind of political reasons for recasting T'Challa is like, oh, we, we need that representation, this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. Maybe we do, and this is the problem that I have a lot of times with kind of, you know, that that sector of wokeness, of that sector of the culture, is that, yeah, representation is important. And yes, doing things for the culture sometimes is important, but not more important than your personal mental health and not more important than you taking care of you. And but I feel like if, we stepped over that a lot to just say, fuck it, who's next? But even if you look at it from like a capitalist point, do you really think that there will not be another Black Panther movie as much money as they are about to make off of this one and mm-hmm. as much money as they made off of the other one? So you're allowed to have, like, again, even with Ryan Coogler, the cast members knew this man in person. Yeah. Yeah. It would be disrespectful to, like, okay, y'all are going to stay on track with the, the second movie that y'all have going. We may have to tweak it a little bit, which is not unheard of from other comic book movies. But it just it, it doesn't really make sense to me as to why people don't care about that whole emotional attachment that right. everybody had mm-hmm. to this man in this movie. Right. And with the emotion that it brought out in everyone missing Chadwick, and even when I, I always see Twitter blow up when you know one of the the networks plays Black Panther on TV, you think with that emotional fire that people have that anybody was going to be good enough to replace Chadwick Boseman right then? Right. <laughs> one of the things about movies is that you can. I never get that upset anymore when they fuck something up because they will always try again. They have a million Superman and Batman movies. Right. Relax. They have not gotten Fantastic Four right to date. (laughs) You know. And I didn't get upset because I was like, oh, they'll try again. I I try not to enter into these these nerd debates because they remind me of rap debates back in the day. Ooh. Ooh, yes. But I I did find myself in the midst of a small one earlier this week uh, and it was from this guy at work who considers himself like a, a geek or whatever and he was he was he kept prodding me he was like so so what do you what do you think they're going to do are they are they do you think they're going to recast him do you think somebody else is going to be in the suit and i was like i don't know and i don't i don't care i'm just going to wait till the movie comes to find out right and he was like he was he was firmly in the camp of you know they should recast him they should move on and blah 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 right i said well two things guy i said two things number one if you go back to the first movie you, you realize that they did a very good job of world building where Correct. it wasn't simply about T'Challa, Agreed. the Black Panther. 
there there are a lot of people in the movie who had almost equal weight in terms of their their presence and their emotional weight in the movie. I said there are a lot of there are still a lot of threads that they can pull on to where the the person playing T'Challa should not really be the most important part of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. I said second of all, we were talking about casting someone as beloved as Chadwick, and it's such a pivotal role. Would you want to be the person? No. That person? I'm, Shit, no. <laughs> and he was like, why not? I was like, hell no. Well, when it came to that, if, if it came to that casting call, John David Washington is hiding under his bed. Yeah. And Fuck I, that shit. And I told him, I said, I said, the way that the way that we are as a people, never. Nobody wants to come in. Nobody wants to come in behind him. They tried to put come, that on. Do you see the way they clown they tried to clown Beyonce for redoing before I let go? No, y'all ain't ready to see Chadwick Bozeman recast. No, shit, no. No. So I I think there's enough, and I'm not trying to project, but I think there's enough story there to where I don't think we need to be concerned about if they're recasting him or if that's even necessary. I I think there's enough there for them. And they're unfortunate because there's a lot of people that are like, well, not I won't say a lot. I will keep them confined to the Internet where Mm -hmm. they're saying they don't want to watch the movie because he's not recast because y'all are doing him a disservice. Or there were people that said, I'm not going to pay to watch the movie. I'm going to illegally stream it because I respect Chadwick Boseman. And it's like, so you respect Chadwick Boseman to a point that you'll illegally obtain the movie. And it doesn't fuck, make sense. And fuck it a dear friend of his that was sense. trying to show respect to him out of their money. Yeah, and I've y'all seen, swear, <laughs> and y'all swear we ain't got no representation. But nigga, they rolling blade out next week, next next year. Or how? Why are there only female people in the preview? Oh y'all erasing God. black men. Oh, we like, are we back on that? <laughs> yep, they sure did. They sure did over a preview. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, there's not a lot of black men left in the cast to to center other than Umbaku and yeah. da- and Daniel Kaluuya ain't coming back. Yeah, I didn't honestly. I didn't think he was coming back. Anybody that came back to this project, it's a miracle because to have that much high level talent coming back for because it, it that because all of those people were in their bag and they were big deals when they got casted. But it's like, what was their character gonna do? Right. If they came back anyway. Didn't we also establish in the first one that Wakanda is mostly a matriarchal society anyway? This is true. Isn't the Black Panther goddess a goddess? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Last I checked was a okay. goddess. Yeah. Y'all, you know. Y'all, y'all don't be paying. You're attention. talking about people. You're talking to people who don't know. <laughs> Niggas who just. I, y'all, Quick y'all crazy. Google search. I'm just yeah. saying Google y'all search. crazy. Um, but yeah, it the, and ha, even with all that. The movie itself, just the footage I saw, looked exciting. Um, it looked it looked well crafted. Um, we're even getting inclusion of um, Latin Americans. Dude, the Atlanteans are Mexican. Yeah, not not even just Latino, unspecific, but like Mexican Mexican. Like my gardener's mustache, Mexican. Like Mexicans from Mexico, Mexican. Like Mexican as hell. Yes. Yeah, I'm with it. Yes, I I'm love it. it. When I saw that mustache, it's like, oh, that's a, that's some motherfucking representation. I have a very inappropriate joke that I'm not. <laughs> this is a this, is the, this is the right black. podcast for it. <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, so <laughs> I was on the clock app, scrolling, minding my business, and this person, this Hispanic, well, this Mexican person, said, 
<sighs> I hate Mexicans because another Mexican TikToker had posted the trailer. Yeah. With King Atlantis coming out the water. And he's like, oh, so the first time we get a Mexican superhero and the first thing you see is his wet back. Uh, go. <laughs> do we get a, do we get an ether button for that? We go, yeah, yeah, fam, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up, but it's funny. You know, but fucked up. It's a preview. I, but I, fucked up. I also made the joke that you know if he wants to flood Wakanda, that's the easiest way to destroy it because niggas can't swim. Damn. I said that. Oh, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> Oh, man. That doesn't make it right. Yeah, you came to the right place. <laughs> uh, and it's coming out in November. Yeah. That's fa- that's why everybody, that, now that's what have everybody hyped. Yeah. They're like, we oh, all this wearing is coming white? out a few more. We're, we all wear white. Apparently, we're all wearing white. We I don't know how you niggas, white, guys. I don't know how you niggas expect to keep that clean in a movie theater, <laughs> in, a, in a regular old movie theater. I don't know how y'all going to keep that clean. Um, gotta do it one time. He I, had us out I, there in Kuntet cloth. We gotta do it. That's one time. you. You're correct. You're, I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I, I I I thought about it for a minute. I was like, oh, I'm not participating in these games with y'all. I gotta do it one time for Chad. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll be there in all white. We'll see. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't have any all white ensembles, and you know my my linen quota. Is uh is all used up. I've been purchasing more white lately. Oh, I got you. I've been purchasing more white. Um, just because you know summertime, summer colors and shit. Uh, I got a white outfit. Um, uh, for the trip. Okay. Uh, next weekend, just in case we go into town and want to turn up. Oh, y'all going y'all going all white it? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You know, like I say, it's a summer thing. So I've been investing in summer colors. Um. Also, isn't it, aren't you not supposed to wear white after Labor Day or some bullshit? I don't follow them rules. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't understand that. Does it, if, white people rules. If anybody listening knows the story behind that, why people don't wear white after Labor Day or some shit, let us know. Uh, OpinionsWhileBlack at gmail.com. I'm very, one, I'm very curious about that. Um, other big thing that happened, um, have you heard the um, Beyonce album? Yes. Yes. Both of you heard the Beyonce Yes, album. I have. Okay. Um, the, well, part one, I guess. It, so we're getting three parts? We're getting four parts. We're getting four parts. I purchased all four. God damn. That's where I'm at. God, this is like the dune of like, mm-hmm. this is like the dune of albums. I like, missed the formation tour on a technicality. I will not be missing ah, this. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, I have gotcha, money gotcha. saved. Um. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. Everybody was like, look, okay, the album slaps. Let's get down to business. Where is How much the are these tour? fucking tickets costing? <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's going to be a comma somewhere in that price. So, um, as somebody who, you pre-ordered and all that shit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. How did you feel about part one? I liked it. It was groovy. It's bringing, for sure, somebody had said, like, oh, um, she had mentioned people not dancing. People... Being out with their phone, making gun, uh, oh, gun TikToks and stuff like that, and she wanted to bring back dancing, and that's what I get when I heard that album. I was listening to it Friday, couldn't get no work done because Beyonce told me don't work, listen to my album. So 
I booked a trip to go to Miami because Beyonce said so. Oh, I was shit. listening to that album. Damn. And then the next day I was cleaning and dancing. And it's like, I cannot wait for these other, like, I can't wait for her, for her other projects because, one, I feel like after she drops this, we're not going to hear from her for a long time. If each part is 16 songs, we were thinking four. Part one is 16 songs, and she got three more parts. What it is a lengthy. <laughs> it is a lengthy project for 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, she about to disappear for a while. But, I, yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the songs. It, the, transi- the transitions are perfect. Like, mm. you don't even realize you're going into the next song, but not in a bad way, like, future, but <laughs> in a good way. Like, oh, I know we're about to get into something else. Yeah, the transitions were quite crisp, I have to say. Um, that, that's a that and and for anybody else that would be a weird commentary. Well, I like the transitions. No, the transitions were fire because I had to check and look and make sure and and see that mm-hmm. I was on another song. Um, as I as I usually do things, I was listening while I was playing Call of Duty, but uh, so I had to look and see. Oh, that's another song. Um, which contributes to the vibe it was a vibe and i think beyonce understands that about 20 music in 2022 that's not all that um a lot of it is creating a vibe for the listener if you can create a good genuine vibe a lot of other thing criticisms can be excused um drake tried to do a similar thing I appreciate the album, but I didn't appreciate as much as I appreciate this. Well, Drake's was a lot more more laid back than this. Um, what what I really appreciated about Beyonce's album is that, like you said, there there was it, it, it was a, it was a vibe. I hate I hate saying that it was a vibe, but it really was. It was a mood. It was it was like listening to a very 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 good dance mix. Yeah. And it's something that you can put on and you, you're not forced to choose which song you want to listen to. Right. And to me, you know, from a musical background, that's really important. Programming your album is really important to me because you want to, to make it so that people are less inclined to pick and choose which songs they want to listen to. Are you listening, Chris Brown? You can listen to the song. <laughs> you can listen to this album in order. You can listen to this album on shuffle. You can listen to it backwards. You're correct. And, and everything still blends in together. And, and the songs are each distinct enough that you really get a good vibe for each one. Agreed. I, I will Definitely tell you Definitely going to hear it in Forever 21. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, all, all the niggas that call you simp, this album's not for them. Nope. They got to stay home. <laughs> they got to stay home for this one. Like, even the like the cis header over me was like, God damn, I feel like a bad bitch right now. <laughs> oh, the ballroom scene, the ballroom scene is gonna eat this up. 100%. Yeah, I can't wait till the next um, season of Legendary. I feel like they're gonna use oh, that a little bit. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I have to start watching that. Actually, I I didn't understand what that was, and it's then great. I and then it turned out it was like ballroom type shit. Ballroom competition, you know? Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm with it. Um, I. <laughs> And nowadays, every time I think about ballroom, because my mom was a big fan of Pose, but um, every time I think of ballroom, I think of that skit on Black Lady Shit, a sketch show, talk about the basic ball. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the little, the little death drop, she just falls down and takes a nap. <laughs> that shit was- also, what I, what, I, what I appreciate about this album is that it is what I call like aggressive dance music 
Oh yeah. I was dropping my mother off to an appointment, and I and I just happened to be. I was like, let me just listen. Let me listen to this album while I'm driving my mother. Big mistake, because like <laughs> the first thing she what what what's, how does the first song start off? I'm that bitch or something. I'm that bitch or, or fuck. It, like as soon as I heard the word fuck, I was like, oh, okay, okay, we getting third ward Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. This, this I ain't love South, Third Ward Beyonce. This ain't Southwest Side Beyonce. It's my favorite genre. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna come back to this one. Man, um, it was. Some, and and uh, do we have any favorites? Favorite songs? Favorite songs? Virgo's, Virgo's group. Come Jinx. on, Virgo's group come was on. a vibe. Yeah, you're correct. She wrote that song for me. Yeah, um, I too am a Virgo. Thick, <laughs> thick with a Q. From, from now on, thick will be spelled with a Q. Yes, Church Girl. Shout yeah, out. Church oh, girl, Church Girl was Girl's a vibe. Yeah. I like energy. I can I, nice. I can genuinely say that there's not a song on this album that I dislike. Yeah, I can say I, that. I can genuinely say and I and if if you've if you've if you know the evolution of my experience in listening to Beyonce's music, that is that says a lot. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. I did not get into Beyonce until I heard the line on the radio. Of course, sometimes shit goes down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. elevator. After I heard that part, I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Didn't address nothing else, but put it on a song. Okay. Yeah. All right, Beyonce. And okay. keep it moving. All right. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, this, um, I did enjoy, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be, because yeah, it was rumors that it was going to be dance. Because, and that's why Drake um, moved his album date or just, kind of surprised us with his album if you want to call it that. But Drake's is more beach music. Like that's that's, that's more, you know, you you rent a, you rent a boat for a day music. I agree. Um and I think that for me first of all, anybody anybody was going to get off of Beyoncé's date. Anybody yeah. Was, yeah. that knew when it dropped was going to get off of Beyoncé's she, date. She is the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> of music. <laughs> That's why she told Chloe, hold on. She's like, let me drop these one, two songs, check the temperature. All right. Yeah. They kind of feeling you, but not enough. You're going to wait until after I drop my stuff. Yeah. She said it. She was like, Chloe's like, when the queen oh, said, on TikTok, she was like, oh, when shit. the queen says, wait, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting that call, though. I mean, of course, Chloe was going to get off that date because that, you know, that's, that's Queen Mother. That's that. Yeah. That, imagine <laughs> getting that call. Hey, girl. Oh, what's up, this B? This is what we going to do. Yeah, I just let me just tell you. Um, so I'm dropping on July 29th. She probably didn't have to say anything after that close. Like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to fall back. That last song that she dropped, that sexy song, I like it. Um, yeah. She had did a poll. She, had a, she did a poll on her social media. Which song should she drop, this one or this one? That song didn't win. But Beyonce said, no, you're dropping this one. And, and she's like, sorry, guys. I know the poll, but... <laughs> And that shit is eating on TikTok. Hey, that's I think they have a challenge for that shit now. Mm-hmm. That's good mentorship, man. Very much. That's so. good. Like mentorship. The baby's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that. Um, I hopefully, so hopefully she don't get back with Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good for her image. No, yeah, no. like no, there ain't Gunna, no way. Gunner has bigger problems than that. <laughs> um, so I did want to talk about you know I think we all know that uh. Khalees had some choice words concerning um, energy. I love Khalees. As do I. Um, first of all, baddest hair in the game. Hair is always top notch. 
I look. I just. I just have a thing for women with big hair. But yeah, hair is always on point. Um, having said that, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Khalees had some choice words because one of the songs on the album, Energy, uh, samples Milkshake. Somewhat. Um, I don't think it's the milkshake one. It's one it's of not, the songs. It's one of. It the, wasn't milkshake. No. Okay. It was the drums from something from one of her other songs. Okay. So, um, basically, Khalees had feelings about that because it, was a, because it was a song from her discography that she does not own and that she does not have any legal rights to because the Neptunes um, royally fucked her out of a situation, out of her uh, publishing. And... Um, that's apparently that's a very traumatic thing for her. And she felt a way about um, not receiving, I guess not receiving a call from Beyonce. But he, there's, I feel like there's a few things to consider there. One, Khalees is 100% valid in that being upsetting because that's triggering an upsetting time for her. Um, we all know Pharrell and the Neptunes um, did her dirty and I think did a couple other people dirty. Um, having with that in mind, I'm one of those people where it's like, I get your trauma and I don't want to, I don't want to minimize your trauma but I also want to implore you to keep that anger with the people responsible. I agree. Be this mad at Pharrell, as you should. I think her be stance was like, oh, you claim to be um, for, for feminism and for women, but why would you work with somebody like that? And it's like, I get that part too, but... That's a long list. She, she's not upset that she used the song. She's upset that she didn't know that she was using the song. And that's where I'm like, because well, she she credited her. Well, she she put her name as like the artist yeah. that uh -huh. sang the song on the album. So it's like, what else? When the original song did not give her the same type of credit. I'll say that's more than Pharrell did for from, I guess, from a legal or procedural standpoint. Like she she technically didn't have to go through Khalees well, to get permission to use it. But. I still think that it was a good gesture for Beyonce to at least offer Khalees some type of credit for it. Mm -hmm. Well, the argument, and I agree with you, and I we talked about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. The argument apparently on the other side of it is what is legal versus what is moral. And they feel like she should have given some kind of heads up. First of all, I think y'all are forgetting who we're talking about. I don't imagine Beyonce calling anyone. No, the, about anything. The music came to her like that. Like Pharrell presented the music to her like that. And even then, I don't think is that is that legit. Is that whole song a Pharrell produced song, or is that a sample that had to be cleared? I, I haven't looked at the credits to. to I believe verify. it is. It is owned by Pharrell and this Carl gentleman that she mentioned okay. in in. So it wasn't even, it wasn't, like, if it was, like, lyrics or something, like I said, I could understand it. But it was, like, a the actual beat, which right. I'm pretty sure Pharrell did. Oh, right. <laughs> and so. so it's, like, one of those things where, 
like I understand that this is a traumatic thing for you, and a lot of the, and a lot of that video that she did speaking on these things very much sounded like something speaking from trauma. So, and I, I believe she just lost her husband as well. So, I, what people be grieving in different ways? Now that I did not know. So I, I like I love Khalees. That's I get it. I just want her to keep that with the people responsible. Yeah. Because the and I'm not saying that this is what it is. But the perception from people who may not know your who may not know your history with the music, it sounds it, it's it sounds to a lot of people, and this is why the hive responded the way it did. It sounds to some people like you decided on album release week to pick a fight with Beyonce. Because Beyonce did not have to catch those straight shots. I don't I don't envision Beyonce personally calling anybody about anything. I she heard a she heard a beat that she want she heard a hot beat that she did and prob and was like this is gonna be a hot song and told her people clear it with whoever you have to clear it with. Is it and that was their marching orders and it, and, and, and I think it's not fair to go oh well you you pretend to be for sisterhood. I don't know for sure that that Beyonce even knew that this was a thing for Khalees. Right. She, I don't envision Beyonce being someone that spends five hours on shade room like everybody else does <laughs> to know all that shit. So I don't think it was fair necessarily. I don't want to invalidate her feelings because all of her feelings are valid. But when you get on this tangent and then you get on this tangent about, oh, and by the way, we're not we're going to save it for a later date. But uh, Rihanna is big off of my style. Uh, OK, bro. Just, just go make a lasagna. I like she. She made a life for herself being a chef now and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Really? So it's like, yeah, she's doing. She's doing her thing. So I know like, that. Come on, I just. I, why are we fighting? Right, and and, 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 and for you to hold up the sisterhood flag and what about sisterhood? For you to be saying Beyonce has no soul, I, that doesn't sound very sisterhood like to me. Beyonce is a billionaire, and we all know that you have to have some type of smidge of smidgen of immor immorality to mm -hmm. become a billionaire. Well, that's true too. But even that aside, I don't. As I is don't Rihanna. Paint her exactly. <laughs> I don't really paint them as people who are malicious or go out their way to cause people harm. Right. Right. Because there's definitely those out there. Because very rarely is there money in that. Mm -hmm. Um. But all in all, I I I hope she finds some kind of because she her name being on the credit means that uh, she is legally entitled to get paid or compensated somehow um, for whatever that song does. Jay Z already said, "Take the cash. You don't need the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not waiting on no phone call from Beyonce. I will gladly take the money. Yeah, and correct, have, and have a conversation with Pharrell." I, please have a conversation with Pharrell because everybody seemed very much in agreement that Pharrell ain't worth a damn for that. Um, but we also don't know the circum, and I'm not excusing it, but we don't. We also don't know the circumstances on when she signed that at at the age of 19 with Pharrell, who's also very young at the time. And also speaking of speaking of the Neptunes, I love that like Chad was uh, was trending on Twitter. With the same, I'm sure he was just chilling at the house, and just rolled over <laughs> and saw his and saw his name being used in the same breath as the word amoeba, oh. and didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Now why am I in it? 
Right. And he <laughs> and definitely called and definitely called uh for well, I'm not so mad at Chad. Chad's just an amoeba in all this. Oh bitch. <laughs> what the fuck is, what, I wasn't even in this. I don't sign none of that shit. <laughs> Um, Chad was like, "I just show up and play music, man." <laughs> um, so yeah, I I hope she finds some kind of peace in that. Um, and and the song is a bop. Um, I do hope at the very least that this has opened up some lines of communication for her, correct? Um, to work towards getting what what she feels she's due, publishing wise and credit wise. Agreed from for, from uh, Pharrell. Like, was there even an attempt to reach out to Beyonce? Because it's like, people, say, people, will be big. people will be big about like, oh, you should have called me. You should have called me. Well, when did you, when you found out, did you, did you like at least like right. try and talk to her or you just went straight to IG live? I'm sure you yeah. knew somebody that was a channel that could have been a channel to Beyonce to get in touch with at least her people. I'm, I'm sure there are no more than one degree of separation away from each other. Correct. You know, Nas is still making alimony payments to her. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, uh, what else we got here? Ah, update on Jesus and Miro. So, Jesus and Miro, we know now. Um, it it has broken that Jesus and Miro's breakup um, was largely over um, their manager. Uh, their manager, who was kind of with them from the beginning, um, Victor, um, basically, you know, when they when they upgraded to Showtime, uh, they brought they brought him with them as an executive producer, and it turns out that there was a lot of the studio. There was a lot of uh, complaints about him being abusive and aggressive in the workplace and on people's ass. Um, and there were some, uh, uh, what am I saying? Um, some complaints, some official complaints lodged. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus and Miro, apparently when Jesus and Miro heard those complaints, um, Jesus, they wanted to let Victor go. And Jesus was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. If he's really being abusive in the workplace like this, I'm with it, and Miro didn't want to let him go because he's a day one. Um, which one is which? Because I know of them, but I never knew their names. Miro is the tall, light-skinned okay, nigga. Okay. Desus is the little, dark-skinned one. Okay, so Desus was like, I don't care. Miro was like... No, that's a day one. We're got we we not uh, we, we not letting him. We'll talk to him, and okay. you know there can be some something to change going forward, but we ain't letting him go. That's a day one. And that caused a lot of static between them, and they got it got harder for them to work together going forward. Um, now, my thing is this: on one hand, yeah, the, that tracks that could because these are some around the way niggas, and they and they definitely have a code that they stick to. And I could see one of them being like, "No, nah, that nigga can't that that nigga came up with us from the from the bottom." Um. So I could see that being a thing. On the other hand, shout out to if that if this all if all this is true, shout out to Jesus for um um committing to a good 
culture in the workplace. Yeah, because, like, what are these allegations? Like, did you read it and you just like, I mean, he did that, but. Yeah, if he did that shit, man. But that's my nigga. Like, what? Is that what we're, I mean, that's not far-fetched. That, no, <laughs> you're correct. That is not far-fetched. And that is one thing that um, I know I have always been about is being able to um, being able to pull my man to the side and be like, yo, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be anybody's camp counselor, but they say you fucking up, bro, and being able to have that talk. This never would have happened if you would have checked him the first time he yelled at the assistant. But you just sat there like, that ain't my business. So now you broke the crew up because, like, I, it's, I hate to see it. I mean, we see this in gangster movies all the time and shit. That it's never, it's never the core people. It's always the, it's always the people adjacent to the people that fuck it up. American Gangster, Frank Lucas' brother was the one fucking it up. And then Carl- it's the fact that it's like... I wouldn't even want to be the reason why y'all broke up. I'm going right. to step down. Like, y'all st- y'all keep doing your thing. If you want to chunk me a little change on the side since you love me so much, cool. But that doesn't make sense to me to break the crew up. <laughs> and to be honest, Jesus and Miro have stayed together and done and done more work than a podcast uh, than a podcast has any right to have done. They have gone further. They are, they are trailblazers. And when we talk about people who have paved the way, you have to talk about Jesus and Miro. All these niggas is out here doing AKAs because of Jesus and Miro. <laughs> I notice that all the time when niggas show up doing AKAs. Uh, all of y'all are Jesus and Miro's sons. <laughs> um, there have people. There are people that have con- that have uh, compared us to Jesus and Miro. I don't know that we deserve all that, but um, but it's like I said before. It's sad to see them go on one hand because of the representation there. We, we were talking about this last episode that they are, a, they were a, a male duo in the podcasting game that did not base all their content around a hatred of black women mm-hmm. and airing out their, and airing out their mommy issues. Um, and they were good fun at the same time. What much more do they owe us? <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was just time. It was just time. You know, in, in any type of creative endeavor, especially something where you partnered up with something, I mean, everything everything has a run, period. Right. You know, their their podcast was not going to go for an infinite number of episodes. Correct. Um, although I'm, I'm a person who liked the Viceland show more than they did the Showtime show. Agreed. Um, the Viceland show had its run, and at some point, the Showtime show was going to have its run, too. So at some point, they were going to come to a point where they had to make a decision about where they wanted to go forward creatively. There, there are very few things, even if you, know, if you look at music groups. Music groups either break up over time or they just run out know, of steam. They just run out of steam, and you, know, you call them back every so often to do, to do reunion shows. Hell, if this, podcast, this, if this podcast is doing the same shit 10, 15, 20 years right. from now... <laughs> There's a problem with that. That's, yeah. Like, at, at some point, things have to reach some type of... They have to reach different evolutionary stages. Keenan was just talking about Saturday Night Live almost over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Saturday Night Live's been around for 40 years. 48 years. They say when they get to season 50, it's, that's a, well, the, the, the rumor is when it gets to season 50, that's a wrap. It should be. 
Like it should have been around been, ten years ago. Should have been like fifteen <laughs> years ago. I mean, but they keep coming out with new material and this. Yeah. Well, because we keep having place. elections. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's that's what it is. We keep having elections. Yeah, if, if we didn't, if we didn't have Trump, <laughs> they would have red eyes. Biden, they, they, yeah, they would have been done like year forty five. Hell yeah! But but everything at some point should either grow or come to an end or, or be reborn or you know, I, they look. Deez and Miro handled it a lot better than the Joe Button podcast did. Fam. Because Rory and Maul had a <laughs> had a definite gripe against Joe. And, you know, it was a it was a public ugly breakup and they went on to do their own thing and Joe was still Joe. He's and like, to I'm gonna be stubborn. I don't give a damn what you say. And that's right. unfortunate as well. And to Joe's and to Joe's credit, if you if I can if you can call it that, the only reason the Joe Button podcast is only still there through sheer force of will. Yeah. Because he just, be, well, because <laughs> when they, when that breakup, he had just, they had just lost the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And when he saw that money coming in and when he saw this turning into a network, it was going to look stupid. If Rory and Maul quit or whatever happened. And now he's just here by himself and don't nobody want in they the, 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 the listeners, Spoke up and didn't nobody want to listen to Savon, um, and he he had just had this whole rollout for all this shit, and it just came crashing down in less than six months. Mm. So he went and got some 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 niggas out of the hood that he came that he came up with out of the hood. Um, but for all intents and purposes, had that been anybody else. Joe Button podcast would have ended right then and there. To be fair, I feel like when he pulled Rory and Maul, when he first like when I first started listening to that, uh, it was with old just, girl. It was with old girl, and Maul was just in there kicking it, and then right. they just ended up giving him a mic. And so it's right. like he pulled in. So it's like, all right, don't repeat that same cycle because all these things keep imploding, and you are the common denominator at well, this point. Well, he see he figured out what to do. He got regular. He got some regular, regular niggas because mm-hmm. these niggas have regular, regular jobs, and so he got some regular niggas that's happy to see that come up money. Rory don't really need that come up. Rory was yeah. Rory's a producer. He's a music producer now. At the time, he had Palooza. He done dropped the whole. When they were talking about him dropping the album, I thought they were joking. Right? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, this guy has a whole album. Wow. You know, right. Maul gonna be all right. Maul's a Maul's a hustler nigga. Um, the, the hustler niggas that ain't never had no, they ain't never had uh, actual employment at a place with W twos. They're always okay. Um, I just hate to see it go out like yeah, man. With negative feelings, and that's somebody that you spent all these years with. As far as like with Deuce meanwhile, Spirit. Roy and Maul is a top five podcast. They're Quite funny. They are. I like them. They are quite funny. They like them, and their producer kind of like fine, at least so. give them that. He's like, oh, without me, it's, uh, people came to see me. No, they no. came to see your rebuttals. You are wrong. <laughs> like, and and I can still I, listen to them. And they they got a they got a, a woman, and um, I like you know her. she's doing well as well. So she, it's she like, is. All right. I like her. <laughs> the nigga think he made me tell him do it again. In the words of the and side. they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and um. I, I I thought this was an interesting topic because I was just I was watching a clip from Kevin Hart was on one of these little Manosphere dumb nigga podcasts and Sigh. I forgot what that, that any any time with a black a black man's name is Channing mm. I'm I'm always leery. 
But he looks like a hormone monster. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's one of these little manosphere podcasts. But everybody, it went viral. Everybody was talking about how he pointed. He was like, um, a lot of times black people let ego get in the way of business relationships, and they burn bridges too fast. And uh, why is it always us that lets ego get in the way? And he put out. He brought it. He pulled Jesus and Miro as an example. Jesus uh, and Miro fell out over something completely valid, and a lot of these groups that fall out, and they do fall out over money. But if there's if there's gonna be something to fall out over, it's gonna be money from a lot of these groups like tri- like Tribe. I know this is a sensitive topic for Randall, but uh... Tribe felt Tribe didn't necessarily fall out over money. Those were niggas that kind of only kind of sort of fucked with each other that hadn't known anything else or anyone else since like the 10th grade. Mm-hmm. It's like when chicks go to Miami, they were like, why do y'all go to Miami? And then y'all come back. Y'all not even friends. No, they weren't friends to begin with. They I swear to- <laughs> Miami brings out the real and everybody. I swear it now does. Y'all drunk and broke. <laughs> I swear Miami brings out the worst. You saw a little bit of money. Now y'all not <laughs> Right. What you you saw you saw your homegirl come up when that ball player walked up to him. And you've been salty and crackers about it ever since. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with these rap groups, that half of them, the old school ones, half of them dropped out of school to pursue this. Half of them were getting money for the first time ever in their lives when they were convinced when their their real life trajectory was that they were never going to see this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um. And Fife got a rest in power fight. Fife always said, fam, I I was getting money in like 10th, 11th grade. I wasn't, I wasn't even, I didn't even like school at all. I wasn't good at school. I didn't like school. And when I saw that money, I dropped out like a fucking dummy. Yep. This was all I had. And when you have people like that, that have never seen money before, Money brings certain things out in you. Mm-hmm. That's natural. And like with New Edition, New Edition started out doing this shit for $1,000 and a fucking big screen TV. Of course money's going to bring out the worstest because, again, we come from a culture that is behind these other races and these other, and these other communities as far as wealth creation. Yep. So we ain't had shit, so of course we're going to wild out a little bit. Kevin Hart is so removed from that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't really know. That's why I always say, I I want people with money to stop commenting on people who have never, who don't have money and have never had money in what they're doing. And I, yeah, I burn bridges all the time. You don't hear a whole lot of guests on this podcast because I am super choosy about who comes on here. Because I'm just gonna say it. I've said it on. I've said it on Patreon. I've said it on the Discord. Some of these Houston male podcasters are fucking maniacs, and they're only and they are only doing it. No matter what they say on their on their podcast, are only doing it for the pussy. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. I I said it. It's true. Someone debate me. How they was uh, spitting poems for the pussy. <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. Let me mentor you. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You ain't lying. They be out here. 
it, and and some of them have and some of them have converted over, and they trying to get in this podcast lane. I've gotten the emails. <laughs> I've gotten the emails. Oz, can we? Can we, what are your rates? Can we set up a meeting? I'm trying to do something. No. I, I'm my rates <laughs> look, and and I'm not cheap. And so, first of all, I'm not cheap, and my time ain't cheap. Uh, so far, the only person I've taken seriously is is, is your boy, and uh, is 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 fluent. That's it. <laughs> um, and so I'm just saying that when we talk about sometimes sometimes a bird a bridge needs to be burnt. I burn a bridge because I think the fire is pretty. No. I don't give a fuck. I love me a burned bridge. I was say if it's time if it's time to get you the fuck out of here, it's if, time if to get you the fuck out of here. Get out. You need fuck to leave. Off. Oh man, mm. I have no problem with that. And that's why and, and like I say, that's why we kind of stay to ourselves. Uh, but one day, uh probably on Patreon, we have a real talk about uh some of these podcast some of these local podcast business relationships mm-hmm. um that ain't what they seem. Mm. Um, some of y'all uh, singing and dancing in the video. That I'm, 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 that's all I'm gonna say. It, it, it looks very much like singing and dancing in the video. Come to death row, bro. Um, I didn't have this on the on the rundown, but I did see where. Um, oh, what's what's his name? Five e o five e o foreign. Mm. Yes. Is that, is, do I have that right? Is that a person? I've only sure. read his name. I've never heard it or read it. Out I believe loud. that's how it's pronounced. Five year old foreign apparently had an interview speaking where speaking of speaking of police. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> apparently, this nigga, um, he had, he had an interview recently where he said that uh, Mace signed him in his apartment for like five thousand dollars, and. The internet clowned because, as we all know, because he oh that was what it was. He um, Mace had done a, had done an interview, and he looked in the camera talking about he was Puffy Junior. Well, we all know Mace has been in a tug of war, on and off Why for the past fifteen say? years, <laughs> over his publishing and Puff fucking him out of his publishing, and meanwhile he signs a nigga. Who is now like a multi-million dollar rapper for five thousand dollars? And this is why, not not black women dating white women, or white men. Sorry. <laughs> this pe- is why we will not succeed. Because Her, I, this is this this is like the the excellence in hurt people hurt people. Because you had no reason. Five thousand dollars, and he and he said him and he said himself he wasn't tripping because he was young and didn't know shit. He's still kind of young, but he young and mm-hmm. that he was young and didn't know shit, and so he wasn't tripping because it's sad to say he kind of wrote it off like you know the game is the game, which he shouldn't have to. Uh, I understand why rappers are numb to it to a certain degree, but uh, that's nasty. I just that that is nasty. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. And hurt people, hurt people. Go to therapy. <laughs> Niggas ain't doing that, so we we just write that off right now. <laughs> um, uh, I, on a positive note, I did want to p- 
point out that Texas Southern University is opening up um, a school, uh, their School of Transdisciplinary Studies, uh, the illustrious Texas Southern University. That's a fancy word. Um, trans, uh, basically, the School of Transdisciplinary Studies is going to focus on um, giving people a faster track towards getting a degree. Mm. Like if you've been like like maybe if you dropped out, um, if you uh, or uh, towards a, a career trade. I mean, like if you've been if you dropped out or if you're trying to go back or if you've been in prison. Um, any of that kind of stuff, they're trying to they're they're trying to find you a faster track towards achieving a degree. Um, so that is, I I think that's wonderful. Um, I think that is something that is going to be needed, given the economic climate. Um, I think a lot of people. I will not be one of those people going back to school. <laughs> um, books are still expensive. Um, I no, I, I I could not survive in the twenty twenty two. Collegiate experience, I, I couldn't. Um, but it's great that that a, that a HBCU is doing that, um, especially really, really the only HBCU in Texas in the Houston area worth mentioning. Sorry, PV. <laughs> um, yeah, I said it. They can be mad. <laughs> Look, I went to U of H, so. I was just saying, you don't have a dog in that fight. <laughs> Not at all. I went to PV homecomings, and T- I was at TSU more than I was at U of H. So, TSU homecoming and PV homecoming are happening on the same weekend. Um, so, you know, so a lot of people just don't have to make that drive. <laughs> just putting it out there. The only, basically, the only homecoming in Houston that matters uh, is happening on top of everybody else's day. It's like the it's like the Beyonce Renaissance of HBCU homecomings. Um, Drake just got to get off, so <laughs> deal with it. Um, let's see. Uh, did did we all see Will Smith's apology? No, I saw the thumbnail for the video and decided I didn't want to listen to a nigga talk slow. <laughs> For whatever amount of time. I don't care. I don't care about his apology because I know he's not sorry. I don't, I don't need to hear it. It didn't affect his money. He's still rich as hell. I don't know that. Yeah. My thing. Okay. It wouldn't so, have been genuine, in my opinion. For those, for those of you that don't know, Will Smith did uh, put out a video where he, to me, what it looked like was him answering questions that he's he knows he's he's back to making movies. He's going to be answering these questions, and he wanted to answer these questions now so he never has to hear them on a press junket. I don't blame him. I'm Because uh, I'm like that. I'm telling everybody what it is now so you never have to ask me again. Oh, yeah. And then it wasn't for me. It was for them white people who were traumatized, I guess. Well, it wasn't, I didn't need to see it. <laughs> and, 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 and for me, there's two sides to it. Because it, cause for, the first thing he said was... Uh, I have reached out to Chris Rock, and um, I'm what I'm understanding from his people is that he does not want to speak right now, and that when he's ready to talk about it, he will. I think that's nasty to a degree, only because yes, he said yes, he's kind of playing this card of I don't want to talk about it. I'm still so traumatized, but Ooh. when you go out, but when you go out in public, 
All we get is these little sub shots at Will Smith and you hiding behind your rich white friends. Now we know why he got slapped. That's like, you can't just sit up here and talk slick and talk behind your mic and think that nobody's going to approach you. Like for him to get up there at the Grammys and do that, I'm taking him seriously. He was dead ass Have, with that. Like, I, I, of all the places, like, I'm not going to question why he did that. I believe that she was on some grimy stuff. I want to know if Chris Rock has apologized to that man's wife. No. I guarantee you he hasn't, and nobody's looking for that. I wonder why. Um, I'm not ready to accept your apology. Shut but the you fuck do up. this whole, I'm just, in, I'm, just, I'm just being to myself and in my bag. But you're not being in your bag. We just saw you last, we just saw you the other day or last week. Coming out with um, who was that? He came out at uh, maybe it was a Kevin Hart show or a Dave Chappelle show. I don't like a, remember. Yeah, it was like a tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was him, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, and well, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and him. Kevin Hart and Chris Rock were doing a show together, and okay. Dave Chappelle opened for them. Mm. And yeah, Kevin Hart gifted him a goat. Gifted him a goat and that he, he named Will Smith. Will. Don't do that. Man, I'll come slap me. you again. I was just, I was gonna say for and somebody eat, that, and eat your goat, please. Mm. Leave and me just, alone. And just hiding behind your rich, fake, offended white friends. I don't want to hear that shit from Chris Rock. I mean, all all due respect to I, I man, Chris Rock is a is a comedy goat in my opinion. But this is nasty. And for you to be hiding behind, you're hiding behind what happened. You don't actually give a fuck. I guarantee you. Chris Rock has has had the shit slapped out of him more than once in his lifetime. Yeah, uh, probably probably from one of them couple of wives he cheated on. But um, my feeling, it, you know, for me, Will Smith didn't know me a damn thing. I have slapped the shit out of people for much less, hmm. um, which is why I am not in poetry to date. Uh, <laughs> um, I have slapped the shit out of people, and I have had a slap coming. Um, more than once, and he didn't owe me shit. That man defended his wife to me. That's it. He just happened to def- he just happened to do so on a national platform, um, largely consumed by white people. That's that was his only crime, and and he was also. And I also felt him when he definitely. I, maybe I took it personally and internalized it, but I definitely felt him when he said that he. That he he had to sit with that a little bit because he felt as the, one of his big triggers and one of his big fears is letting people down and being a disappointment to he did, people. He didn't I let black that. women down. That's all. I that would say. He, he, well, I <laughs> can't can't say much more than that. But I definitely felt that because I've admitted even on this podcast that. I feel like people investing in you and believing you in you is something that should not be dismissed out of hand and is a big deal. And I I take that as serious as someone handing me money. They also shouldn't play with you, though. They also should not fuck with you. You are correct. And so anytime you let somebody down or you feel like you let somebody who had the nerve to believe in you down, yeah, that's a traumatic experience. And to be honest with you, I I can see where this took some time. And I'm glad he took some time to sit with this. He took some time to do some work, some self-work, and come to this conclusion. Because that apology 
whether it, for whatever reason it happened, because niggas have done much less and much more to keep a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's more than what a lot of niggas do in their everyday relationships. There are people that have done that have fallen out over much less <laughs> and had a little and had a little tussle. And you ask them about it to date. They might not be tripping about it, but they they so prideful they'll go, yo, fuck that big head motherfucker. I went through this. I went through this recently. Um, in the past couple of years, I had beef with a nigga over nothing, over nothing, over a chick, over a woman, and that woman for whatever reason was not a factor anymore. And when I saw him, uh, and a poetry thing by the way. Mm-hmm. I approached him and said, hey, fam, I'm sorry. I am. I was young. I was dealing with, I was dealing with something. Tra- I was dealing with something I felt was traumatic, and I handled it in a bad way, and in a way that did not have to involve you and did not show respect to you. Uh, my bad, King. And we hugged it out, and that was that. Uh-huh. And we, I mean, I don't know, and I don't know if he fucks with me for real now or not. We never have to fuck with each other again. But there was work done on both sides to where that could be given and to where that could be received. And that's a lot more than these niggas do. Niggas keep shit going. Ask these rappers, have they ever walked up to each other and been like, yo, my bad, fam. Fab might still slap the shit out of Ray J. I'm not at that level of enlightenment. I'm not I'm not out here throwing hands or nothing, but I just I didn't see a reason for him to need to apologize. If anything, I thought Chris Rock should be the one to apologize. So the, the whole situation, not. I have not understood it and it's not for me. <laughs> Country, can you fight? I do not have to fight. <laughs> Don't, I, oh, Best answer. <laughs> wonderful answer. Wonderful. Air horns. And you know what? I agree with it. Cause I'm the same way. Like I, 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 I haven't had to throw a punch at anyone in a very long time. I mean, it's different for us because we big. Like seventh grade. Just, like, oh, well, like we big. So people not looking for that always. Things and things move. I know niggas are crazy now. But. Things move in a set of circumstances to wherever there's a situation where somebody wants to be physical with me. They it just does not happen. Or like not saying like I'm not down or whatever the kids are saying today <laughs> but it's just like okay i'm standing up ready somebody always intervenes so it's like okay well, oh well i've yeah. never had i've never you're, so you're fortunate to have a tribe yes because i because i can tell you i can tell you now we go we go back far enough i throw hands over you see and that's why that's another reason why i never get myself into these situations because one of the first things that i think and i say like Y'all ain't got no guy friends for real because I'm not about to just sit up here going back and forth with you because they might do something and then they gonna get in trouble. So I'm not I'm not even trying to go there with you because it's not that serious. All the homegirls <laughs> in my camp say the same it's shit. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. All the homegirls in my camp say the same shit that the, the the niggas in the crew are not wrapped too tight. They see it on Twitter. <laughs> they see it on Twitter. Like tw- the Twitter shit is nothing. That's like when I go back and forth, I never call for backup. I get texts and messages. You good, Kanji? I'll say, you be eating these niggas <laughs> up on no, no, no. Twitter, dog. Leave them alone. They ain't nobody. I got it. I got it. I will say that. You they be... threatened to come to from New York. Like, I'm going to book a plane ticket to come to Texas. No, no that's not a good idea because, one, you live in New York. Two, 
New York niggas have to say that. You, 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 you keep you you keep you your gonna fucking. You gonna come to my mama house? She country. You didn't you didn't tell your ops uh, pull up. You'll be home in five minutes. No. She <laughs> said. She said, "Give me your address." I said, "No." Oh, you pussy. Okay, I'm you not better, giving you my address. You better keep your monkey pox at home. Give me the address at the turkey I leg live hut. In Texas. <laughs> keep your fucking monkey pox at the house. Give me the address at the turkey leg hut. See, it's always crazy to me though I'm this is more reasons we need to just do like Dark Knight Rises blow up the bridges <laughs> and let New York fit for themselves until they can sit out or until this crisis is over now I'm telling you when COVID, when COVID first started they was like yo if you live, the CDC literally was like if you live in New York just assume you have it <laughs> <laughs> they said that shit <laughs> yeah. You live in New York Just assume that you have it Cause New York And this is no disrespect Cause I got plenty of I got plenty of people in New York No disrespect to them But New York is not a place That is built For social distancing Every part of New York Is built for cra- for to, to overcrowd And put large quantities of people In the same space At the same time no, Go to Manhattan Mm-mm. I'm just saying No I have no desire to go to New York for that reason. I love New York. I just don't love Manhattan. That's that is the central. That's a, I always have a good time when I go to New York. I do not have a good time when I have to go to Manhattan ever, ever. It's it's crowded. It's nasty. There are just bags of trash on the side of the street for nothing. <laughs> I hate it. I hate Manhattan. I stay my ass in Brooklyn. I stay my ass in Harlem. Um, I do not go to the Bronx. Sorry. <laughs> um, did I have any? Let's see. I feel like I hit it all. Um, we'll take a we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Uh, with the with the uh the last leg of the show. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap, white people. White friends could be dirty too. <laughs> it's true. I don't hang around the net often. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And in a turn of events, uh, because Kanji uh, be setting the vibes, uh, we're actually going to drink for the first time in quite some time. <sighs> On air. Alcohol Yay been... to being a bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Uh, I'm going to do this jello shot. Bad decisions begin with shots. Look, no, we started with water. Oh, my goodness. We did start with water. This, but the this bad decisions shot. begin with shots. No, this jello shot. Is this the infamous oh, ones from? Oh, yeah. From yeah. The oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the coworker. These oh. are the coworker shots. Yep. Oh Jesus! Oh, it's all coming back to me now. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Don Julio on deck. Pray for me. One of the funny things about uh, when I went to the anime convention, they have this running joke oh, on Twitter. That was a strong point. <laughs> it's they, all coming back to us. <laughs> they have this running joke. They call me Scissor Me Timbers. <laughs> 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 
damn it. Let it out. Damn it. Oh, shit. That's one of the ones that I wish I came up with. But. So. I decided at the anime convention that was one of my cosplays. <laughs> so that might be was, the greatest thing. So I was dressed as a pirate. I wanted to get Edward Scissorhands, Damn. you know, because Johnny Depp, Edward Scissorhands, they're both, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my God. That was the concept, but I couldn't find Scissorhands. But, yeah, I had my little sake bottle. It was black and gold. It matched my outfit. I was getting all the women drunk. Oh, you wanted some sake? Um, I was, I was going to say... Um, I, I was I had my okay. little sake bottle. I was uh, your cup is empty. Oh, I was gonna get another drink. No, I have some. Oh, for you. I mean, I got it. It's cold, but oh, you have sake on deck. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm always down to try some sake. Sake and tequila oh. actually goes great together. I've made sake margaritas. Hold my beer. What the fuck is we about, about to, to happen? Make some sake margaritas. What is about to happen? Yes. This episode, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> How did I find this out during lockdown? Oh Jesus! Yeah, Christ. sake and tequila goes great. Together. Oh, that's oh, and that's the real that's that's the real shit. Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> I know that bottle. Oh my god! I, I haven't I haven't had I haven't had sake for real since probably like 2012, bro. Remember, bad decisions begin. With shots, <laughs> they do not end there. <laughs> well, I'll do this um, maybe gratuitous shot of Don. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh my goodness, that happened. So, so. Oh, that sake. wait, that needs that needs an ether. <laughs> oh shit! If you want it to be a little bit smoother, you might want to try them together. Just saying. See, see. Makes it taste like water. That's where, that's where the bad decisions <laughs> continue. I will try some of this sake, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, man. Oh, this is what is. See, this is what it's like having my people back, man. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Oh, this is the real shit. I remember that bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Woo. Uh, We're still recording. We are still recording. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, man. Goodness. It is time for white people must be stopped. <laughs> that is not the right sound effect. It's yeah. already happening. Alcohol's already taking its toll. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. I sing that to myself. I, I, all the time. Yes. Yeah. At, so at, thank y'all. At this last job, <laughs> I just hummed it. Oh. Like, see, this is why. Um, the only thing I really have on deck here is Ghislaine Maxwell was moved to a low security prison unsurprisingly Um, there's two sides to this easier for her to commit suicide (laughs) I was about to say it easier for her to quote fingers commit suicide but She's lasted quite a while. Well, they had to see what name she had. I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like whatever happened to Epstein happened to him because he wasn't giving up shit. Or, or hear me out. Maybe he was about to give up everything. Well, oh, that, be going, son. You might be on to something. You might be on to something. Um, Maxwell, I feel like they've made her an easy target. We over there playing uh, 
She'll be over there playing tennis in the yard. Mm. You ain't oh, never heard about somebody getting shanked in the in the yard playing tennis at a low security. Or they put her in the public eye to try and, you know, smoke screen the fact that they killed old dude previously. Mm. Well, that's true, So it's too. like, no, we didn't kill him because, look, we would have killed her, too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good point. We ain't going to kill her yet. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Cards ruined my life. Man. Right? Ruined my life. I think I stopped House of Cards right when they started just killing everybody. Like, right before, like, whatever, right before um, all that shit that happened to Kevin Spacey. Just ruined uh, his God They are still, I saw him on the news recently, they are still nailing his ass to the wall. And I just, I just, I hate that for him because I really did like his character in House of Cards, but unfortunately, Look, you fucked around and found out. When mm-hmm. white people want you out of the fucking paint. They get you out you of the fucking pain. You was doing your job too good, my guy. Yeah. Let me tell you something. White, white people wanted him out so bad. I remember this. A movie that he was in. <laughs> a movie that had him in the trailer. <laughs> did not have him in it a month later <laughs> upon its release. He was, he you was thought spinning. you saw Kevin Spacey in the trailer. You did not. And they replaced him by another old nigga. That, fam. I don't trust these white people. And the fact that they did that to another white person, he, yeah. was, he made us think with House of Cards. He did his job too good. And, white pe- <laughs> and then white people gave that victim, Anthony Rapp, they gave him the come up. We're going to make sure, we're going to place him. We're going to give him prime placement, and now he's making that Star Trek money, and he hasn't looked back since. I just have to question everything He's a white old person boy does. From, uh, Ezra Miller's going to fuck around and find out. <laughs> Is he? Because isn't he on his fourth assault at a bar in Hawaii? Well, I mean, Sam, they're, about to, they're about to act <laughs> like that Flash movie never existed. Now, if y'all, want, if, if y'all want to get mad about people being recast for a role, <laughs> just go ahead and recast it, y'all. At this point, why not? Hashtag recast Ezra Miller. Why not? Fam, I've heard the rumors. DC is really about to pretend that they never made that movie, that they were were about to do a huge rollout because it was going to have Ben Affleck in it as his Batman. They was going to have Michael Keaton in it as his Batman. They were going to do their whole multiverse shit. They're about to act like this Flash movie never happened. Unless they do the Batman who laughs, I don't give a damn about what DC. Batman who uh, air horns. Batman who laughs is kind of the only Batman I fuck with because it was like now you at your true self, my nigga. Yeah, Yeah. that that is kind of hard. I do remember that. (laughs) Ezra Miller fucked up so much he changed his pronouns. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's an ether. This nigga started as a he and now he's a they. All right. It wasn't me. It was them. Got him. <laughs> you know, that is a marketing tactic. Got him. Huh. It, is. it is. Oh, that's fucked up. But it's so true. Especially with the whites. I won't say it for the people of color, but with the whites, they yeah. will hit that um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner real quick. Did anybody else see a, a picture of R. Kelly getting out of prison? No. Did I imagine that? You you imagine that. <laughs> no? Okay. He's still under that motherfucker. Is okay. that the, is that what you've been dreaming about us? You've been dreaming about R. Kelly getting Ooh, out. I was about to spit all over this mic. Sir. <laughs> that was a fever Sir. dream. <laughs> I thought I was on Twitter. I saw a picture of him getting out of prison. I don't know where I saw that. Um, oh, if you saw it on Twitter, it was definitely real. 
<laughs> is is Robert Kelly out of? Prison? I hope not. Uh, if he if he is, he's only out until yet another yet another trial. According to USA Today, two days ago, fact check: R. Kelly still incarcerated. Oh, oh okay. I thought you look all right. Because like, no. he still got because he still got uh, shit in another state to answer for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't he ain't getting out for a while ever. <laughs> let's let's just go ahead and say ever. He's already there until he's eighty. We saw what happened to Bill Cosby, so we'll see. Well, that's true too. You're you're correct. I don't think he has Bill Cosby's uh, legal machine behind him. What well, we do know, I don't even like. He's so old. I don't even really care that he got out. True. What can he do? That's true. That's true. Just just keep hitting him for these lawsuit settlements until he's dead. What we do know is that Boosie will still continue listening to R. Kelly's music. <laughs> he did say that shit. Um. Yeah, it. Oh boy, dumb niggas, boy. I tell you, I I didn't want to bring Boozy up this week, but don't. <laughs> I apologize for doing that. I'm I'm conflicted only because Boozy has a song with Lotto, and what? Yeah, it's a really good song, and it's like oh, this shit. is what we want from you, Boozy. Shut up. I would say we just don't want the talking. It's called. I'm sorry. He just, I, it's called he, nasty. No. It's called what? It's, it's called nasty, and it's like, uh, uh okay, I can deal uh. with that. That's kind of what we. That's what we expect from Boozy. That's, that, that's like fine. that's what we wanted from you. All this other stuff. Just stop. Stop talking to social media. Get in the studio and be toxic on on record. Correct. Um, where where toxic where toxicity is one hundred percent acceptable for right. black people. Be excusably toxic. That's um, worked so well for future. <laughs> exactly. You you don't hear nothing from Future in interviews or nothing. Yeah. He just goes in the studio and then I'll that's say, how he be making it. Yeah. Um that's true. Um it's send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, along with um any questions you might have for myself, D. Randall, or anyone you hear on this podcast, including our lovely guest today, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Or you can uh, log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find ways to get in touch with us. Um, more information about Houston's most savage podcast. Ways to buy merch. This is not that is not the right sound effect. <laughs> Woo, alcohol. <laughs> ways to buy merch. There we go. Boy. And um, uh, ways to uh, become a patron on our Patreon series. I'll be back on water again next time. You are correct. Um, our Patreon. <laughs> We will be back with uh, your listener letters and top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Clap, white people. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and I, I'm feeling it. It's you, been a while. You okay? I'm feeling it. I'm good. I'm great. Because both of y'all's glasses are looking very clear right now. <laughs> I mixed mine. I, mm. I, I, to be I'm, fair, I'm, I, I'm warming up to it. I can't. Do, I can't jump right in with that. I'm only 31, so I still got a couple years left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my second liver. Oh. <laughs>
Euphonic used to tell people that I didn't have a liver. Uh, like back at like back in the poetry days, it was like Oz just has a tiny imp that lives where his liver is supposed to be. That just drinks for him nonstop. Mm-mm. Between you and Fluent, do you are y'all like surprised? No. No. <laughs> like no, we were sitting here watching Game of Thrones, taking shots every time somebody died. Ooh, oh, the good old days. <laughs> oh man, that Where was my lit. mom thought you were a wizard. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Um, yeah. it is time for your listener letters. Um, David Santiago Damn. wants to know which comic supervillains <laughs> do you think can be turned to good, and what's one that is completely beyond redemption. So, I actually have an answer for this. Okay, what's your answer? I don't think any villains are bad. I think it's all perspective. That's true. Mm-hmm. I so, think I actually think most heroes are the antithesis of what we really want for people. Run because, that question one more time. Okay. Okay. I'll, I will. I will run that back. Um. Come up. Come up. Come on. But I am going to play along with this question, though. Which comic supervillains do you think can be turned to good, and what's one that is completely beyond redemption? This is interesting. This is interesting. What? Who can be turned, and who cannot be turned? I'm, I'm going to jump out there and just say that I think there really is no hope for like yeah, I'm, because I'm a purist. Lex Luthor is always going to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, because he's a capitalist. He's a hyper capitalist. Correct. So yeah, there's no redemption for him. He's tried. Like in the comic books, like he uh, there was that he tried, and and even then he was doing evil to get into the Justice League. His superpower is money. Now his superpower is definitely money. <laughs> I'm gonna say Batman. Mm. <laughs> because I heard what you were saying where it's like sometimes they're good but not that good and like I I would say Batman. I think I think the most dangerous thing and we 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 gloss over this. I think the most dangerous thing is that heroes call themselves heroes. They 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 try to justify what they do by calling themselves heroes. Well, that's one of the honest things about Batman. Batman has never really thought he was Batman is a he knows he's a vigilante, and vigilantism is way different. Vigilante, huh? Vigilantism Batman is a domestic way... terrorist. <laughs> Come on, man. I do always say that if Batman really existed, we, like, the authorities would have to do something about him. Batman is an adult <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse with money. Come get this man, please. <laughs> they, would have to, they would definitely have to do something about him. Why do you have all your shit? Here? Why do you have your shit hooked up in the subway? Like, what? what how would this is a violation? <laughs> this man <laughs> is a wrong here. This man is a multi-billionaire who runs the streets at night, beating up and killing people with unlimited resources. Yes. Why he don't Bat- even kill people. He killed the wrong people. Yeah. If if that if yeah. he does that, he ain't killed the Joker. A, Batman has a satellite. He'll, he'll we fuck. have to do something about Batman. <laughs> like, Batman will cripple a nigga that robbed Radio Shack, but let the Joker run home. You know, <laughs> like like I like I remember playing Arkham Knight, and the thing I took from Arkham Knight is that we like if he were real, 
we would have to do something about him. <laughs> that just saying, yeah. saying that is just somebody. We need to do something about that Batman. <laughs> what the fuck? I remember, I remember when um, this last Batman movie came out, and somebody did a, a TikTok video where um, they were they were they were swimming at night, and they look around. The last thing they see is a is a big fist from Batman coming at them, talking about no diving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the ultimate Karens of the superheroes. Damn. Damn, that's when you crazy. Think about it. Yeah. Um I I also think Doctor Doom is beyond he's just a nationalist. Doctor Doom is just cuz and and these are people that and I'm using people that have attempted to turn. Mm-hmm. Like when Doctor Doom thought he was going to be Iron Man for a while. Yeah. No. No. Because at the end of the day, he turned right back to that shit when he wasn't appreciated. I got one for you. Namor, Submariner. This nigga runs 70% of the world and will fuck your bitch. <laughs> I like the energy. Yeah. He's not redeemable at all, sir. He is a, I, he is a fucking menace. If you really read some of the shit where he's trying to fuck Reed Richard's wife, he is a Fucking menace. Speaking of a menace, the only I don't, I'm not really big into comics. Mm-hmm. I'm into anime. That's my shit. Mm-hmm. But and manga. But I've heard I've heard quite a few things about this reverse Flash character. He's just fucking crazy. Yeah, he is just fucking crazy. He's, he's Ezra Miller. He seems really. <laughs> you, know, you know how they can get a bag though. And if y'all do this, y'all gotta give me my credit. If they make Ezra reverse Flash, like some way somehow, if they mm. do that shit, they could. He could still make movies. They, they could still. They could still, <laughs> make, <laughs> still make movies. <laughs> Fail. Now that he's fucking up, he's a day. They can. That still, would be a, and that would be a, still make movies. And that would be a great excuse to introduce Grant Gustin, Mm-mm. the Flash that people actually like, into the movie verse. Because people actually like him, like as a, people like him as a he says some white ass shit sometimes. But Flash that taking out that's taking out black women. Yeah, okay, you okay? That's correct. I mean, only kind of. Candace K. Patton is leaving that shit. Yeah, yeah. Good for her, by the way. Shout out to Candace Patton. <laughs> Just being fine for no reason at all times. Um, She's from Texas. Also from Texas. That's uh, well. That's. Yeah. Since we're talking about comic books, I, I want to say as a new comic book person following Marvel, I am very, very excited for the Secret Wars and um, Kang The Kang, Kang Dynasty. Kang, I'm Dynasty. very much excited for that. Loki oh. blew my mind, and I just, that's that's my favorite out of I, all the little I think TV I think shows. a lot of black women are very excited for the Kang Dynasty for way different reasons than you. But see, you know, because I'm like, oh, the deception, the lies. And he's like, oh, he fine. No, fuck all that. The deception, Fam, the lies. I have never seen more black women. I'm not saying that black women can't be nerdy. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that the response to they, they the appearance, to the more to more appearance of Kang um, has been overwhelming. I'm talking about that last. Like, I haven't I haven't rewatched Loki. Right. First of all, it's all white women's fault, which I can agree with. Mm-hmm. 
As usual. But I haven't watched Loki <clears throat> since it came out, and I still am thinking about it just now, getting chills when he came out that thing and all of the statues were replaced by a nigga. And I was yep. like, ah! Yep. <laughs> yes. That's what you do. Um, I'm ha- Jonathan Majors is just out here doing it. Like, and not only that, he was he was already getting in Marvel shape. Yeah. Because he's doing Creed 3. Most likely, hopefully, busting Michael B. Jordan's ass. Um, but I, I love that in the wake of Lovecraft Country, where he really showed us what he could do. He is out here about to act a fucking fool. Once you get the Marvel money, it's hard to look back. I told you on that panel. See what you see the sound she just made <laughs> when when he was on that Marvel panel. I'm telling you, the only thing he said the entire time when he came out was. He said that about four times. That was all that he said the entire time. He said he sounded like a nigga that's getting the bag. And see, just know, just know that Fluent is the person that went meticulously made sure that I understood what was about to happen before Black Panther came out. So when I say I'm new, I am a new Marvel stand with the TV shows and everything like that. But yeah, Um, (laughs) actually, air horns for that. Let's go. Um, Gustavo wants to know, um, who do you think the new Black Panther will be? Everyone's so sure it's Shuri, but it could really be anyone. It could be Okoye, Nakia. Hell, it might even be the queen. What do you think? Who um, cares? So the, answer, so the answer to this is kind of... So recently, they, they d- premiered the Lego toys. Somebody And somebody looked at the Lego toys that are supposed to be coming out. And... <coughs> That's pretty definitely Shuri under there. I think that it's even labeled like the what it, maybe not the Lego, but whatever the toy is that's come out. Thank you for spoiling that, Alex. I don't think that's a spoiler. I don't think that's a yeah. I was uh, say I don't think that's a spoiler because watch it be like an android or, that Shuri or made life model decoy or some <laughs> shit. I just, I just love the fact. I just love the fact that I can wait till November to find out. Like, why does it That's matter? You're going to go true. to the movie. Yep. You're not well, going to be disrespectful because niggas going to beat your ass. This is like, also true. Watch it and then just yeah. enjoy the experience. They're going to come out with something else That's later. True. You're correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> I agree. What what we do know is that Ironheart, a.k.a. Riri Williams, will be in it. Why are we She not was in the trailer. Happy? Let's talk about that. Riri Williams is in it. They introduced the, the, the Black Panther goddess as a physical being in... Mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder. So she's going to eventually make an appearance because apparently I'm obsessed with Marvel and how they do stuff. They'd be dropping like Beyonce. Oh, yeah. So I I think that's why I like them both. I like the the (laughs) mystery and like the planning that goes into it. But I I just think this whole who's going to be in Black Panther, that it's 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 a silly argument. It's really besides the point. I say I agree. I say it respectfully. Just wait and just wait and find out. Yeah. You're going to um, like it anyway, even, I, even if I'll you say, pretend you It's going to slap. I enjoy not knowing. Um, oh, Hal Allen wants to know, choose a movie. What would be the soundtrack you create? Like genre? Um, so, I always, because I'm sappy like that, I always say that the photograph has a wonderful soundtrack that I listen to to this today. I would probably end up that if, if I were to make a movie, it would probably be like the photograph, and it, the soundtrack would be largely um, probably um, 
uh, Robert Glasper, Sid, and Alex Isley. Mm. Mostly Alex Isley. I would take the John Wick franchise and let Tyler, the creator, redo oh, <laughs> all the music shit. for it. <laughs> Just let that Hell nigga yeah. be loud and gruff Hell the whole time. Yeah. Anybody that can jump on a song and go, buddy hot bitch. <laughs> Penciling your eye. Oh, hell like, yeah. Yeah. We met Tyler, the creator, and I want to say that he brushed us off in such a Tyler, the creator way that I was appreciative that he wasn't fake. <laughs> and he really That's, is like that. Go ahead. One time. Clap, white people. Clap for Tyler. We were at a, we were at a farmer's market, and like my friend was like, oh, can we take a picture? He's like, I'm going to hold you. No. And she was like, oh. And I was just laughing because, you know, I don't care either way. But I was yeah. just like, I appreciate you saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Let that man get his produce. <laughs> get his crystals in peace. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, on the Twitters. I believe we have one on the Twitters. Uh, if Twitter will ever come up. Twitter been tripping lately. Honestly. Has it? They've been adding new stuff. I be on Spaces a lot. I thought Twitter, it was, and they I thought it was just my. They phone. changed. They updated the shit on Thursday because we was on Twitter trying to do our shit when they updated it and it was crashing. <laughs> so they they changed the stuff around. Yeah, they bugging. Uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon kind of bugging app be wise yourself. too. Don't try and be TikTok. Yeah, correct. Um, Someone tell Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Tales to Enrage wants to know, I know white people like myself are overly or overall really racist. How often do you, have you had to deal or hear about anti-black racism from other groups such as Latino or South Asian people? I didn't realize that Tales to Enrage was, was, uh, was white. His wife is black. Okay. Congrats. Welcome. The, I would say welcome. The only time that I have experienced Asian or Hispanic people saying that black people were racist to them were in places of like stereotypicalness like oh well we treat black people like this because they still out of the beauty supply store or oh well we treat them like this because they stole some tacos and it'd be like it'd be like outlandish and what was the question again (laughs) question being um go back uh, I know white people like myself are overall really racist. How often have you had to deal with or hear about anti-black racism from other groups such as Latinos gotcha. or South Asian okay. people? So they use nigga more than we do. I'll say on that <laughs> on that note, on on the note uh, Kanji's yeah. talking about to play off of that, I I I have not experienced it myself because me being in a hair salon kind of setting has been very limited since I started getting my hair twisted. But I always hear about, like, Asian people in those settings being kind of, like, abusive to black women. Um, Mm -hmm. Even the way they talk to them, sometimes the way they do, sometimes the kind of harshness with which they do their their nails. Mm -hmm. If anything, if anything, like... I remember a direct experience when I moved to the Southwest side. My first friend in that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. South, South side. The first, like my first experience with that, like I moved over on that side when I was six. I was in a neighborhood that had three black people 
and I was one of them. So to other black people, my first friend was Asian. I would go over to her house a lot. And her mom did not like me. She thought that I was the one that was, like, influencing her to be bad, even though I influenced y'all to take some shots. She was the (laughs) one that was telling me, my black ass, no, your mom's not home. It's fine. We could just go to the park and get back, like, by the time she gets back. So she's the reason why I had to go to extended daycare because my mama got home early one day and found out my ass was not at home. So I've had those situations, but then on the flip side, Her mom didn't really accept me until we were all at her house one day and our white entitled friend was yelling at her in her own house and I stuck up for her. And she saw, like, oh, she a little feisty black girl that can protect my daughter. Then after that, she loved me. So it was like the only time I've dealt with that is on some stereotypical shit. Like, oh, she's a bad influence. Oh, she's loud and aggressive. I need Mm. her around my daughter. So those are the only instances that I've really kind of had. Yeah, people who occasionally present themselves as allies will quickly distance themselves from you yeah, if they if they true. need to push themselves up right. the ladder so to speak um i have definitely experienced um because this last bullshit job at evil corp um i was uh, a lot of the cops that would come in were older uh latin hispanic people and they definitely had like you it, you overhear a lot of you you overhear a lot of shit that they go through on the job. You hear a lot of shit that they you, you hear a lot of shit that they do with these uh, with these people that they pull over and these calls they have to answer. I will say there was a lot of anti blackness involved. It was a lot, and then you'd hear a lot of all lives matter type shit. Um, you'd hear a lot of blue lives matter type shit. Um, so there was a lot of anti blackness there. Um, I will say I did. I remember. I remember not long ago there was this video. As far as Asian people, there was a video where some guy walked up to some hair salon place. He had a bag, and somebody was following him with a camera. He put the bag down, and it was a brick, and he threw a brick through these people's through these people's business through these people's salon, and he threw another one through the other window. Until they started losing their shit, and he told, and he and he walks in and goes, "I told y'all, I told y'all to leave these black women alone. I told y'all to stop fucking with these black women." And every time I, and, and every time, and every time y'all y'all get caught up on some bullshit, I'm gonna be back. See, that's and, and that's and, the main thing where people will say the the main people who say these these other ethnicities are racist towards black people when you ask them why it's like oh they robbed me or attacked me but what did you do right what did you do you you antagonize them Mm -hmm. to where now you got these problems that you didn't want now you're labeling them as now they're the bad guy yeah no talk about how you was following his daughter and snatched some shit out her hand and i had never like those like all that shit would like following people around the store. I had never had that problem with Asian people. Honestly, like, for example, going to the CVS downtown on Maine, <laughs> it's usually niggas following you around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it was, you know, like a nigga walked by. I wasn't stealing lotion. I was smelling the lotion. <laughs> I literally was just trying to see what scent it was because I needed some lotion at the last minute. 
And he walked by and snatched it from me and, and gave this little finger wag at me. I was like, I just wanted to know what the fuck it smelled like, bro. Relax. And, um, but I had never, I had never been followed around by no Asian person. But then again, I go to, I go to a usual corner store mm-hmm. in my community. They mm-hmm. know my, they know me. Um, they knew my father. They know my mother and my sister. They know what we're always going to get. So I've had the luxury of always growing up in a community, you know, where they knew us and they knew we and and they knew we didn't mean no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how they now I live by Madison High School, so I don't know how they treat those students. Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> different cuz when school's in, you they always see that sign. They might have tested their patients once or twice. Well, yeah. when school's in, you always see that <laughs> sign that says three pe- three, three kids in at three, a time. Three people at they, a be, time. they be doing a lot. Yeah. And, but I will say <laughs> Kids be wilding sometimes. And that's just kids. It's not just black kids. I'll say, I grew kids. up with that same <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's why and it's like, fuck them today. Nope. Just kidding. Sorry. I don't want kids. I'm I, the auntie. Me either. I'm Dang the down. rich auntie. I, I would prefer that. I'm, yeah. I'm the uncle <laughs> where you can leave them here. There's not going to be any actual parenting going mm-hmm. on. Like They'll be in one piece when you come I'll back. I'll say, they're just going to be in front of that TV. Uh, the, you know how to put YouTube on the TV? Have fun. Um... But yeah, I, I, that's that's kind of my experience uh, with those cultures. I always say, and we can and we don't have to stay here, but I always say that particularly with 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 I try to give Latin people and Asian people kind of a break because a lot of the racism that you experience with them is kind of learned on a on a level because it's. Like especially with Asian people, I in my experience, it's been them trying to blend in mm-hmm. because they have a bad history over here too. Uh, we forget it's not that long ago that they were put in boxes and internment camps uh, here, and they generational and they generationally pass that down that don't want any trouble. They vibe. they gave up their whole military force. Because they don't yeah. want no trouble. Because they don't want any fucking <laughs> like, problems. You know what? Y'all got it. <laughs> and there and there was that fear, particularly in the communism in the communist days, where you pass that down to your kids to just not be in the way and to not be a nuisance and to not mm-hmm. really want any trouble. And I think that's where some of the that's where some of the the culture clash generationally happens with them, because you have. You have the younger people that want to stand up for these things, and with the and there's just with the, with the Latin community, there's always been an element that wants to be white very badly, mm-hmm. and we will always experience that here in Texas, um, and the white people encourage it with their bullshit. I um, had to call out my mom's surgeon. He's Cuban. He's dark Cuban, and I, I had made some poor taste racial joke against white people and then he was like oh, he looked at me and he said i don't remember what i said it was you know how i am but yeah. he, he said <laughs> he was like um so what about me i was like I, I i would prefer that's what i said i would prefer to have people of color taking care of my mother and he said well what about me and i said well i don't know if anybody's told you this but you're not white oh, and he looked oh, oh. at me <laughs> and he just 
walked away, but I consider he I think he thinks of us as one of his favorites because we be saying wild shit to him, but there's some like he's full cu- brown Cuban. Not thinking that he's a person of color and it's like <laughs> um that's some wild shit. Uh, that can actually <laughs> that can get an ether. <laughs> um let's see. On the Instagrams, we do have one on the Instagrams. Uh and I have to and the other thing I always have to switch between accounts because I don't want to ask that burner account. <laughs> I don't want to give up some shit that was on my regular account. <laughs> Yeah, um, accidentally read a DM or some shit. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all don't want those. <laughs> I signed up for this little dating app, and it Which got one? my real name on there, and I don't like that, and I don't know how to change it. But I had another account, but I wasn't as active because I thought I found my wife, and then, you know, oh. but we're not going to talk about that. So I signed oh. back up, and I had to make a new account, and it's like my full government. And I'm like, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> Xavier Hunter wants to know, um, what, what's your favorite food-related guilty pleasures here in the age? Ain't no guilty pleasures because we like, in the age. I, I like guilty pleasure. I'm not ashamed of anything I eat here. One thing I'm going to do, I'm going to eat it. One thing I'm going to do, <laughs> God damn it. Um, if, it, if anything, it will probably be sushi. I, don't, I miss sushi so bad, and I don't, have it, I don't have it as often as I used to, and there's a spot that I go to. Usually on my birthday at some point. Um, y'all, y'all know about the revolving sushi, right? The, mm-hmm. little, yeah. the conveyor belt sushi. Securus? Kura. Kura. Yes. I love that shit. I love that shit. It's a and trap. It's, and it's, it, it's a trap because it's affordable. Mm-hmm. It's delicious and it's affordable. And you can just you can just get you some more shit right there. It's just going to come out to you. But see, that's the trick. You got to go to the mom and pop's like little places. People would be going to like a place that was in the Galleria that I don't even remember right now. Um, was it Nobu? Like raw, not well, Nobu. All these other places, but it's like you got like expensive ass sushi, and then you got the regular regular mom and pop shops where yeah, the sushi, they got lunch specials and shit. Like niggas be trying to brunch with sushi. They be trying to go to club sushi and shit. <laughs> club sushi. Uh, that's why I call raw. Raw is basically yeah. raw is basically club sushi. <laughs> Niggas want to be seen there more than they want the sushi. Yeah, they, they had some good yeah. drinks at one point. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'll give them that. It's not somewhere I would be a lot. Um, I don't think it would be a guilty. It's not a guilty pleasure because I'm doing everything with intention. But yeah. ramen, I'm very happy mm. that niggas and people just in general in Houston are on the ramen wave because there was a point in time where you could barely find yeah, any ramen. you could get a lot of ramen. <laughs> like maybe one or two places. Yeah. Now it's on every other corner, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy about it. Tacos a go-go is a beast. Well, you know what? I got to – man, I feel so bad. I, I revisited Tacos a go-go. I used to go every morning uh, on the way to work at the bookstore. Because it was right off of the train on Maine. Yeah. Fam, I've, they don't, they, they got too many locations now. They, is that what it is? Yeah. They gentrified that shit, bro. That shit is gentrified. Is that the I'm, place that used to be over I mean, by the Breakfast Club? Yeah. By Breakfast Club and yeah. Alley Cat. Yeah, Alley Cat. There. there we go. It's still That's there. That's the place. Okay. It's still there. I mean, yeah, it I was, been there they gentrified the fuck out of it. It was gentrified no. to begin with. Oh, man. I, it was, uh, it used to be delicious, dog. And it's not it's not necessarily nasty now, because I'll still fuck with it. But you can taste the gentrification. 
You can, man. You, you know, some places you can just taste the whiteness in your you shit. Know where they I they went? did build a residential unit around it. So. Well, that's true. So, <laughs> you were right. One of my other best friends, she lives in South Dakota now, but she was raised in Houston. Mm-hmm. Mom's white, dad's Jamaican. She hadn't been in Houston. She'd been around white people, South Dakota. So when she came down here, we went to DreamCon together. Okay. And she was like, before I leave, I need to get some Jamaican food. And she worked off of Almeida, so she went to reggae. She wanted to go to Reggae Hut. Hey. So she was ordering from her phone, and I was ordering. I, like, I was just looking at the menu or whatever because I just hadn't been to Reggae Hut in a long-ass time. And she was like, I'm going to get some oxtail, and you get whatever you want. And so I was looking at my phone. I was like, are you sure, girl? It says it's $42. And she's like, no. No. No, no, no. On my thing, it says it's like $16, $18. And I was just like, okay, girl. Well, you know the times we're living in, but we can. She's like, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. Yeah, how much is your oxtail? It's $42. What? Because... Because of the demand. Yeah, I was like, but you can, going up. No, but it's not even going up that much. We went over there, and we saw all them white people around walking their dog. I'm like, you know oh, what? Get shit. your money. Yeah. Get your money. I'm oh, not even shit. mad at y'all. Yo, <laughs> they, shout, out, shout out to Papa Doc. Because they do the not know how much oxtail is supposed to cost. At Reggae Hut. Damn, like, man. Hey, shit. Y'all want some oxtails? Just go to Just Oxtails right around the corner on uh, Reed and Scott. Like man, I I just made some oxtail. I just bought some. They're not that. They they didn't go up that much. It's a whole ox. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah. uh, So I guess thank you everyone. That was a lot. That was a lot of good listener letters. Thank you for your listener letters. Y'all know what to do, man. Opinionswhileblackgmail.com. Find us on social media. It's not hard. Uh, It's time for the top three STFUs. Before we do that, yes. Sorry to interrupt. Do it. Just got to notice. What's up? Have to announce another passing. Oh, shit. Well, who? Nichelle Nichols has passed away at the age of 89. Oh, damn. Like eight is the number. Uhura. Damn, man. About to pour some more vodka on that yeah, one. Yeah, I got to pour one on that. I'm only going to do sake, though. You're going to mix it. Mix it one time for the legend. Pour a little. Pour a little. Yeah. There, man. <laughs> That's a strong pour. That is a strong pour. Got small hands. Yeah, man, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta pour one out for the for the queen, man. Oh, to Nichelle Nichols. Chink it. Oh my God, that that was a bad decision. I don't regret it though. Um, oh, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck, shut the fuck up? up? Number three is YK Osiris. Oh, boy. He's still going. <laughs> yes. Who? <laughs> the dude that owe everybody. He owe Drake. He owe. I've never heard any of his music, but I know of him. His name is YK Osiris. Osiris. Correct. Okay. I don't know why. There's an ongoing segment on this show where I just go, who? <laughs> I have not heard any of his music he is, either. He is within my circle of listening. I've never heard of his, his music, but 
He's always around niggas that I do listen to. He's okay. at the bottom of the... Where he's, like, related to, if you want to hear his shit, that nobody clicks on. And he's kind of a dumbass as well. Um, this recently, YK Osiris was... Uh, it, was there was there some Caribbean thing happening recently? Juve? Juve is right now? Did I just saw a bunch of chicks dressed like they was going to Trinidad. Um, well, festival and Juve, those oh, are the only right. things that I... Yeah, that, that, the, the time flies by for me. So I'm I'm used to Labor Day, um, but so he so they caught him up with a big with, with a with a large woman, uh, trying to do all that Caribbean, trying to do all that Caribbean jackhammer shit. But YK Osiris is like four feet tall, so <laughs> so he looks stupid. But later that night. He was on Instagram on his story shooting a shot to Lizzo. Um, let me be very clear, uh, little man. <laughs> I saw her first. Damn. Um, I will be damned if a little nigga named YK Osiris <laughs> getting Lizzo pants before Oz does. That's what all this. That's what all this real like media production shit is about. Me just trying to get in that circle. That's all. That's what all this is really about. Um, all I'm saying is I saw her first. Damn. Watch your back, little man. Mm. Kindly shut, shut the fuck, the fuck up. up. <laughs> um, number two is Doctor Boyce Watkins. Uh, the thing that I regret the most about. Um, us making the Black Panther rounds again, movie-wise, is that it has reawakened the Hoteps. See, with all the with all the Samuelites and all the and niggas like that, <laughs> we forgot that the old school Hoteps existed. Niggas like Boyce Watkins and Tariq Nasheed. Um, Dr. Umar is really kind of the last. Of, well, I thought he was the last of a dying breed. I believe, hear me out. Not to, not to take us too far off task. <laughs> okay. I personally believe in my soul that Dr. Umar Johnson should do like a traveling one man show. That nigga is the highest of high comedy. He has managed to garner a little stink of respect just because his audacity. And, you know, he's consistent. Consistent. Unlike these other Negroes. I will say people give people do give Dr. Umar some some credit. Well they, they they give him a little bit of a pass because it's like at least somebody's out here fighting for us, even if he's stupid in Going the in the process. The wrong way, you know, but you know and what? he seems genuine. <laughs> I don't discriminate people based on mental health issues or <laughs> their mental limitations. Everybody's on the spectrum. Yep. And he's definitely he's somewhere on there. That's why it's a spectrum. That nigga is funny. Do not bring your white woman to my event. (laughs) You got to say it three times. Do not bring your white woman to my event. Do not. Please do not bring your white woman to my event. Gifts. He's like, you know, he's a manifestation king. He is funny. Don't say that. Um, This week, Boyce Watkins. He can't manifest a school, though. He's trying. He's trying he his tried. damnedest. They cut uh, whatever whatever state that is that Georgia, he was building. I that believe sh- it was Georgia. They cut they him cut the fuck off. off. <laughs> it's over. They him, gave and, him, him and Darius cut they both gave, them niggas off. They gave him a cease and desist. Stop squatting in that bitch. <laughs> um, did not pay the money. Uh, Boyce Watkins this week 
um, had some choice words about Wakanda forever. And he did this whole rollout about how he, how disappointed he is that Wakanda forever, that Black Panther has turned into a chick flick. Are they choice words if you're wrong? Tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> yes, tomato. you just made a bad choice. Yeah. Tomato. It's still choice words. It's just a bad choice. That's what happens when you when you get your doctorate from Craigslist. My thing is this whole agenda that they have that is apparently the feminist agenda where it's like if they pulled it out of their ass, I could give you a little bit of something. But this movie very clearly is a tribute movie. Like it's just going to be skip, skip, skip. Like and it's always been a matriarchal society. It's always been that, and and and, and, it, and every and every point in the trailer gives me the impression. And Ryan Coogler even said it. This is a thank you to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. But the first movie was also very female dominant. Yes, that's why correct. that's one of the reasons why people fucked with it so hard because it was like you have this whole group of female assassins as your royal bodyguard that was the topic of discussion for for months so i don't understand how they're now saying oh they're turning it's a feminist ah that uh, I, like, I don't Okoye get it. is considered the greatest <laughs> warrior in wakanda the like, dora balaje of the hardest niggas on earth like, period like she is literally like the apollo creed well, except for not being dead. They put them in the regular TV shows because they're right. that hard. We don't have in, oh, Okoye like, is in the comics now. <laughs> I just don't understand. It just takes a slight Google search. Somebody. It's wild. And, they, and, and all these people that, that, that want the Black Panther because they want more stories from the comics to come to life, they would lose their fucking minds if they realized how woman-centric Wakanda is in the comics. We haven't even talked about Io and uh, what's her name, mm. uh, the Midnight Angels. Yeah. Um, what's um, Michaela Cole is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about any of that. You, you know what? You know what this sounds like, though. You know how. You know how the, the counterpoint when a lot of people ask white people, you know, what, why why are y'all so afraid of becoming minorities? Because you know, there's this whole white thing right. about you know we can't become a minority. Is it afraid that, you know, are, are you afraid of how minorities have been treated in this in this country to begin with? I'm sure they are. And so for the for the voice Watkinsons of the world, why, why are you afraid about a female centric um, story? Because you won't be are, the smartest person in the room anymore. Are you afraid of what happens when 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 you are in the, uh, you know, in, in the, the minority? No, somebody said they were like, um, they said, oh, y'all are taking away all of the the young uh, the young black boys role models as a black man, somebody said, well, thanks for letting us all know that you're not a good role model. If they're taking all of them mm. away with black Panther. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. And then not only that, you're worried about them taking away black role models. Fam. Blades coming out next year. Blades mm -hmm. coming out. Captain America, Captain Sam America Wilson, Captain Black. America is coming out the year after that. What the whole, fuck are you talking about? They had a about? whole moment where the old versus the new was like, no, white people aren't like that. No, white people are like that. They had that whole dialogue. So it's just like. And Don Cheadle, and this is just me speculating, Don Cheadle is almost certainly going to be in a mentor capacity in the Ironheart series. They made Maybe. they made a black man only be, god I, of the multiverse. 
Of all time. He they they've literally called him the new Thanos. Yes. What do you want? And the, and I think Kevin Wasn't, said that he's worse than Thanos. He's bigger like, and better than Thanos. What do you want? What and there's like five of them in the mo- <laughs> fam. First of all, um, air horns for Jonathan Majors. Uh, uh, lassoing such bag. a fucking deal. That is a bag. That's a better bag than Josh Brolin had. Because <laughs> you could just appear in any of these motherfuckers for, for the, no reason. For the fuck's sake. For the fuck's sake. Nothing. They else. can kill your character, and you <laughs> and can you still, still just show up back. in the next shit. Fam, shout out to Majors and got the Supreme bag, bro. Right, the fuck with you I love heard. it. I'm here for it. I'm so excited. Sorry. Meanwhile, <laughs> y'all mad at a nigga for dying in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what it boils down after, to, bro. After y'all made fun of him for how he looked. Yes. Because he you, was sick. And then you don't realize, in you trying to uphold the black man, you're really downing a black man. Because right. Ryan Coogler, that, and that's my biggest thing. Y'all don't trust this nigga's vision? This nigga, every movie this nigga has made is in the high 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. What the fuck are y'all you talking about? Y'all sitting here disrespecting Chadwick saying that he's so easily replaceable. Like, yeah. Y'all don't trust the nigga blank. who made Fruitvale Station? And I'm not watching that what movie the, yeah. again. I'm I'm, I, no, I can't watch that again. That was one and done. That was too emotional because Same. he did his job as a director. Right, yeah. <laughs> I won't be, and by the way, I won't be watching the Emmett Till Movie that either. wasn't for us. That that's was for not, white people. Yeah, that's not for us. Yeah, that's not for us. I'm good. Um, but it, all that to say, um, matriculate to a real degree, uh, Boyce Watkins, and shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up! His name is Boyce. <laughs> Boyce. <laughs> Boyce, moist. I don't trust nobody. You can rhyme their name with moist. Mm. Nobody. Mm. No, I'm not letting that go. That deserves... <laughs> I'm not letting that go. Moist Watkins. <laughs> that's his name now. Moist Watkins. And that's the name Moist. of this episode. Of this episode. <laughs> uh, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up, uh, Randall's not going to like this. God damn it. It better not be Nick Cannon. <laughs> 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 I was going to leave him off the list completely this week. I know Mariah and the twins are both embarrassed. Hella embarrassed. So, and you know, and like I said, because I'm sick of Nick Cannon too. So he knows I wouldn't have brought Nick Cannon back to the list if it weren't for a good one. <laughs> Nick Cannon was on, again, one of these fuck nigga podcasts. I don't even know which one it was. Was it lip service actually? Yes. Oh, man. Come on, Angela. They have multiple video clips. Just like, did you bring this nigga back? You like know, Angela, within a week? Angela E has been letting a lot of <laughs> fuck shit on that podcast fuck recently. Shit question. So this is Angela Yee's sex podcast. She's boring. Fam. She, she, she's now to be fair, she's less boring on this podcast, but boring nonetheless, because she brought her ratchet um her ratchet ass friends. Her ratchet ass <laughs> friends from Brooklyn around. <laughs> you know when you know when some old wash bras from Brooklyn come on, it's about to be some shit. So, um, Nick Cannon was on lip service. I can't believe she anyway was on lip service and said that eighty percent of eighty percent of black women. Am I getting this right? Eighty mm-hmm. percent of black women have bad hygiene down there. Who said that? Nick Cannon said that. 
Yeah. So I mean, he's been with eighty percent of black women. So. <laughs> right. So one of them had said that like a lot of the reason why women experience this is because of the fact that you know men be kind of just dipping and dabbing Dirty all dick. over the place. And he was the person. I feel like you know. So pr- producer credits to Angela Yee because <laughs> what you knew what was going to go viral. <laughs> um, it feels like. Doesn't that make him the common denominator? No, because he goes to his doctor for his lupus and gets checked for BV because you can do that as a man. See, That's I, didn't, what he I, said. I missed that part. That's what he said. You can get tested <sighs> oh, for BV boy. as a man. Bam. Yeah. That lets you know niggas <laughs> that nigga you know don't who, get tested. You know who goes <laughs> you know who goes to the doctor more than black men? Women. <laughs> <laughs> women, women, see, niggas, niggas can miss a doctor appointment. Women can't afford to miss shit. Women have so much shit going on biologically. You can't afford it. If, 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 the, if the shit comes late even a few days. Stress and estrogen do not mix. You can't afford to. I, 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 I've had women explain this to me. It's like, we can't afford to miss no fucking. I, don't, I have a friend who doesn't even have insurance. It ain't missed a. It ain't missed a physical. Quite expensive, and I'm sure they go to the doctor more than you. I'm sure they get checked out more than you, and I'm sure that you are the common denominator in all these women's pH balance being fucked but up. Even for that to come out of his mouth, Sam. So the women that you deal with are unclean, but you think that it's some self righteous. Mission given to you by God that you need to go and impregnate all these racially ambiguous women to preserve the black race. Just because this nigga feels like he has to repopulate the race in advance of, you know, the flood or whatever. Eve Eve was innocent. Eve was innocent. I blame Adam. (laughs) Adam... Adam blamed all of that uh, shit on Eve. That's how I feel because men, men be fucking choices. up. This nigga's trying to create up. his own wild and outcast. Oh. <laughs> Not let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's this nigga going to end up being season three and of Raised all, by Wolves. It's all because he misses Mariah, which he also said. And he did say that. He said at that, that point, it's just like, uh, well, did you did you hear? Did you hear in the Twitter streets that these women? We're all lambs. They're all stands of Mariah. Mm. So you're going around impregnating these hyper stands of Mariah Carey. It it, it becomes layers in a way where it's like, sir. Fam, it's t- it. Not only do I, I again, very few people fall into this into this list nowadays. Nick Cannon doesn't have to shut the fuck up or he does. We also have to shut the fuck up talking to him. We have to. Yeah. We we have to stop talking to him. Angela, I saw so I blame Angela Yee as well, and Joe Budden because he because he was on there too saying some dumb shit. Shut shut the fuck up. Stop it. Stop. You saw, you saw he partnered up with Division, and all I gotta say is Division with with that song. The only thing that I can say about that is, Baby Tate came out with the little females version. Oh, she got an answer. And it, it, I was like, oh, this song sounds so much better. The lyrics were just trash. That's why I was like, okay, the Division, dream, Division the dream got, got on Twitter. Messy. 
the dream got on Twitter talking about, no, y'all just don't know jazz. Y'all don't know good music. And oh, we're like, Jesus no, the song Christ. was ass, sir. Shut up, Terrius. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Tate got on that and Shut was like, up, oh, Terrius. shit, vocals and stuff. Okay, I see the vision. Y'all just. Terrius Nash ought to know better. <laughs> Is that his name? The, the dream? Yeah, it's Terrius Nash. How do you spell Terrius? T-E-R-I-U-S. Oh. Yeah. Oh. One of his mixtapes was called Terrius Nash. Ooh. I was going to spell it N-I-G-G-S. <laughs> this is what alcohol does to you. Yikes. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kaji, have we done a podcast? I think we did. Uh, uh, Church announcements, D. Randall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Y'all don't want any for me today. I will just say, uh, y'all got a lengthy episode this week. Y'all gonna y'all gonna get the next episode a little late because I'll be coming back from uh, fuckery, um, a little late, but probably kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, we will we will press on. Um, uh, thank you guys as always. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Uh, I want to thank my my guest. Uh, Kanji for coming through and blessing us. Go ahead, clap, white people. This was fun. This was very fun. Yes. I, I enjoyed myself. Thank y'all again for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Welcome back anytime. This is great. Um, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Uh, until then, um, I have this is one. This is episode one ninety. That's right. Of opinions while black, I have been Oz. I'm D Randall. And Kanji. And as always, forever imparting titties. Titties! Why is it everyone's favorite part of the show? Everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to say titties. Oh, that's not even the right one. Big ass titties. Titties are amazing, though. They are. They're great. Oh, they are one of the wonders of the world, I tell you. Bye, niggas. Oh,